Welcome to the BRB AFK podcast. I am your humble producer. Joining us as always is the time being Scott Hellhole. Oh, well, speaking of Hellhole, when there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. So I've been told, but mm-hmm. uh, Eastbound Mall has been shut down. Uh, also joining <laughs> Good us, point. Good point. our our ever so humble host, uh, Ryan, Ryan Grimley. Oh, thank you. Uh, and good point pick with the uh, This is Halloween for our opening song. I think that sets the mood tremendously. Mm-hmm. That does. That's, that was perfect. I actually wanted to use Ghostbusters there, but I was worried that some people that it would be offensive to our true ghost hunters here. Oh. I see what you did there, Ryan. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Don't want to do that. Yeah. Our guests for this next spooky episode are ghosts. Our members of our local scope team Susanna Mate Dead Gregor, <laughs> Ashley McKillingspree, and joining us for the first time officially. Now he, he showed up last last year, but officially on the podcast, welcome uh Gulaby McGregor. Yes. Welcome nice. guys. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming. Thank you. Yeah. I thought it was hysterical because I remember because when Gulaby was on the last year, we were talking about horror recommendations and he just came up to the mic and shouted something about like a, a ghost submarine movie. Yes. Yeah. It's just, which was an excellent pick. Yeah. Oh, you liked it? Yeah. I've seen it. I saw it like a couple of years beforehand on, um, you know, slipping around at one, on one of the cable channels and it's excellent. It, it kind of like one of those that kind of moves a little slow, but it's, uh, it's tremendous. It sets it up tremendous. I like, yeah, I really liked it. Nice. Yeah. It was tremendous. It was tremendous. Thank you. Sorry, my, my roommate was distracting me. He's uh, He bought a new um, teapot today. He's, Ooh, uh, oh. he's having problems figuring out how to start it. Is he, is he, is he all fancy now? He's got a teapot? <laughs> he's got a teapot. Plus, I also, he asked me to put the box up high because he didn't think he needed it. But now he needs the, he needed the instructions. And, uh, <laughs> he's, he's a tiny guy. His new name is Fancy Dave. That's his new fancy name. Fancy Dave. Yeah, well, he always yeah. drinks tea. It used to be like when we were first roommates. Um he would always have bottle like a like a, a pot of water um, on the stove, like in the and the eye was always on. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, did I not thought that. yeah, I thought the first time I was like, that's a little weird. So I would always turn it off, thinking that he just forgot and turned left it on. But no, it was like something he was doing because he always likes to have um, like a pot of water, I guess, for his tea. Now, question: uh, Does he make pea pea? Wow, does he make uh, tea <laughs> oh, better my. than than he makes brownies? Yes. Um, you want to tell that story, Scott? <laughs> oh, God. God, guys. Okay, so uh, his, so Dave, Ryan's roommate Dave makes, we'll just say, special brownies. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he made me a batch, uh, you know, and I used to live in the same apartment complex as they did. So I was seeing somebody at the time, and I, you know, went to look over and got the, the brownies and came back. And when I tell you it might be the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth as far as edibles. <laughs> food of any sort i i'm not kidding it was disgusting i don't know how i got it down <laughs> now i will say the effects of said brownies were great uh that's <laughs> tremendous in <laughs> fact I, I think it was the first time i've ever, I've ever had an edible before <laughs> so 
that knocked me on my butt, but it was it was a hard going down. Let's put it that way. Not that I would know from personal experience. But no, no. Yeah, you know, edibles. Uh, the violet mileage will vary. Like, yeah, you'll have one where you can eat like half a cookie and you're groovy, and then you eat uh, yep. half a cookie from the same batch, and then you you're trying to talk the dog out of going for a walk because you're <laughs> yes. well. Yeah. My my issue was that was the first time I'd, I'd had it. So, you know, 20, 30 minutes went by and I wasn't feeling methods. Well, I need to go take some more. Oh, no. That was my, that was my undoing uh, because like I, I did another batch or, or another half of whatever. And then it all just hit me at once, you know, and then at, at some point I fell off my bed laughing hysterically on the floor at, <laughs> at nothing, uh, you know, and I couldn't stop. So I had, I had to go in the bathroom, compose myself come back out. And as soon as I saw the girl that was in my room, uh, if I just made contact with her, I was done again. Like so I recovered huh. nothing. So out of a one through 10, what would you give the cookie experience overall? Well, it's hard to say because I don't know as far as the effects of the cookie, a 10 easily, okay. as far as the taste, you know, a negative five. Okay. So, so where, do you, where do you meet here? Where do you meet with this? I cookie don't know. Bit? So I, I got to give it more than a five, you know, yeah. because uh, it, it effects were so good and yeah. I wasn't able to at least get it down. So I don't know. I, well, I'll say six, six and a half. We'll go that way. Okay. Nice. All, um, only because the taste was horrendous. Well, that's nice. the thing with edibles is because like, you know what a brownie is supposed to taste like and you put yeah. it in your mouth and it tastes like dirt and like no you don't understand no so i've had other edible like normal edibles as well and it was nothing like this i think i think ryan said there was something he some ingredient he missed he missed he left out of or something it was (laughs) imagine the worst edible you could ever think of and multiply it by 50 oh my god like i really want to try it now like yeah oh it's good i i I will say the effects are good but yeah. you see, it's not even about the effects. It's just the curiosity of like, I'm that guy that you're like, this tastes horrible. And yeah. I will try it. <laughs> you want to just see if you can do it? Uh, I'm not that guy. Was, uh, <laughs> huh. yeah. The sad thing is um, he never tried again. This oh, is one horse. He got knocked off this horse and he decided never again. No, it was his first time. Aww. Oh my God. That was, oh, I feel like I feel terrible. No, like, but I think, I don't think it was like your, your, uh, criticisms i think it was also his because he had he struggled too yeah oh yeah because you, you warned me ahead of time because you, you, you'd said something you know these may not be the best because he left something out so a uh, fair warning yeah. so you, yeah. you, you yeah, already no. you told me that they were going to be bad they've told me that when he when he gave me the um when he gave me the the, the brownies yeah. he said hey tell them um you know take it like this don't eat a whole one blah 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 and also i left out i think it may have been sugar you see that's maybe, what yeah, was yeah maybe that's what it was <laughs> yeah yeah, he left out something, um, yeah. and, and I just, uh, yep, and yeah, it was bad. And when he asked me, hey, did he like them? I couldn't lie because he would know right away if I said, oh, he thought they were delicious. He would know yeah. that either Scott was a liar or Scott's yeah. uh, taste buds had died in a yes. horrible fire. Yes, yeah. and that was yeah. pre-COVID, so I couldn't blame it on COVID, losing taste buds or anything. So. Yeah, that's yeah. one thing. If God, Thank God I've not had COVID yet. Yeah. But if I ever do get COVID, that'll be probably the only time I try candy corn. Oh, you know? there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've not had any experiences with COVID. Thank God I've been I've been lucky so far. Right. Have any of you guys had COVID yet? Uh, not that I'm aware of, at least. Yeah, not that I, I'm aware of. I was of. very sick last Christmas. Um, I, I don't know. I didn't go get tested. As soon as I got sick, I just quarantined. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just I went ahead and I was like, we're gonna treat it like it's COVID, whether it's COVID or not. But right, pretty yeah. much, um, 
it, it was the worst. It was pretty terrible. Um, yeah. I, I like, I don't know that I lost my sense of smell or taste, but I did not want to eat anything at all. Mm. I lost like 20 pounds. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. Like I was miserable. How long were you sick yeah. for? Yeah. Um, no, uh, three weeks. Yeah. Oh, goodness. And then it took me about another two months to get my strength back. Like I was very right. weak. Like I could, I could do things, but I'd have to sleep forever afterwards. Yeah. I, I hear it. You know, when it's, when it's bad, it, it like completely drains you. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not exactly, well, I guess I'm a little more high energy than I give myself credit for, but I was like, you know, human. No, I think you should give yourself credit. Cause I see those videos. Oh, same. Are Agreed. You, yeah. no we're going to talk about that tonight because we, the last time didn't really get to talk about it because we had so much other cool stuff to talk yeah. about, but we're going to put a pin in that. We're going to get to that yes. tonight. Actually, yeah. you know, let's just do it now because otherwise okay. we'll forget. Um, so how are you okay talking about the, yeah. All the yeah. yeah. So when did you get, what made you decide? Cause uh, obviously just tell the folks at home, like what, what you do. So I am a pole fitness instructor. I'm actually a plus size pole fitness instructor. So not your typical um, pole dancer you would look for. Um, honestly, I had a friend that broke up with her boyfriend and she called me up crying because she wanted to do this for empowerment and all that. And she asked me to go with her. And I said, no. And then she said, but no one else will go with me. So I said, fine. So I um, signed up for the class, figured it would be a one and done thing. She actually messaged me on my way over and said I needed to buy shorts because you need bare skin to stick to the pole. So that's why okay. we're naked. It's functional yeah. okay. um, because you're not going to stick to anything otherwise. Okay. Mm. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I so, never thought yeah, about that about before. That. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you're going to slide down. <laughs> huh. Okay. It didn't so, occur to me though, so I didn't own shorts. I had to go buy a pair. And are they like special shorts that you have to that you buy? Or are they just like? No, no, like just most of us actually wear like bathing suit bottoms and stuff yeah. like that because the more skin you have exposed, the more tricks you can do. Okay. So, sure. um, so that's why, as you see us, like as we get better, we usually have less and less clothes on. Okay. So I had to go buy a pair of shorts. I didn't own anything that showed my legs. Got yeah. to the class, cried on the way there, cried mm -hmm. on the way home because I was terrible. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like, oh, Susan, you're just being mean to your. No, I was terrible. Oh, sure. I would be too. Oh, you weren't giving yourself grace that this was like your first time? Well, yes. But also at the same time, um, it was really important for me. I, like, I don't know what it was, but it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. And I'm like, well, I can't leave it like this. I'm going to go back and I'm going to at least take classes until I'm at least not terrible. And then okay. I'll quit. And yeah. then I just kept moving that benchmark more and more until I realized I really loved it. And nice. this year I started teaching. So obviously it stuck with me. But yeah. um, and it's funny because my husband will. I told you so. He actually huh. films for the local uh, French communities, including the pole troupe, the pole studio I dance with. Yeah, he, he filmed for them a couple of times and tried to get me to go, and I'm like, "You're really crazy. yeah." Told him no, and now yeah. he doesn't say I told you so, but he gives me the look. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Um, now, is it usually just like females in the class, or do you have any males that also do it? Um, I have men, women, and envy. So, like oh, cool. everything. Nice. Um, That's awesome. My class is voluptuous lovelies but it is all welcome all body types all genders everything and you did like a uh, a show recently didn't you um yeah so i had a show and i had a competition i don't know um so i had both 
Really? So how does like a competition work? Is it kind of like a like a gymnast uh, routine where people uh, grade you on like your uh, like your skill, all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So you're you're graded depending on the category you're in on your artistry, the level of tricks that you do, the presentation, musicality, things along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually might be closer to like ice skating. Okay. Or even like a floor routine for gymnastics would be really like, because it's similar, like people don't think about this. It's just a vertical pole with gymnastics. Yeah. Um, Did you perform or did you just have the people that you trained to do it? um, So I perform and um, we also have like the competitions where it's outside judges of people I don't know. Oh, good. How did you do? I won. I got no, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's how we do on this podcast. We only bring on winners. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, like, what is... Well, I'll see myself out. <laughs> oh, no, actually. Um, so, like, so from that first night you went in to when you won, uh, I'm going to say the Olympics of pole dancing, um, what is the, how, how many years is that in between? It's been about three and a half years. So that's when amazing. Start, when did you start uh, instructing? Like, like from when you started until you started teaching? It was April. And so it was April. So it was this year. So, yeah. and I'm sure like uh, COVID probably put a hinder in a lot of that, right? Like, it for did. quite a while. Um, it did. The good news is uh, with pole dancing, uh, all of our poles because you have to have space for tricks are uh, at least eight feet apart in the studio. Okay, good. We implemented, we still wear masks, 100%. All of us still wear masks. And I I give people crap for that. I'm like, if I can pole dance and hang upside down and all that (laughs) stuff with a mask on, yeah, go to the grocery store. I think you can go to Walmart or Kroger. Yeah, 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 it's when people say, oh, you can't breathe in this. My kid can't do algebra in a mask. And it's like, you're doing what is a high impact aerobic, right? Yeah. I, I can't imagine like, just the strength to hold yourself up like that. It's got to be. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I would, I would imagine it's got to be good, like, you know, exercise and get, keep, get you in shape and stuff, too, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. I mean, not that this has been my goal. Again, like, it was one of those yeah. things that, like, I just wanted to be better. I didn't want to be bad. Yeah, but yeah. When I started pole, I've lost over 70 pounds. That's amazing. That's awesome. So, and do you feel it's, like it's, it's not like it's even exercise. You're just doing what you love. Exactly. Yeah. And do you feel like, does it really help with, like, your feelings of empowerment? Oh, 100%. Because I mean, like one of the things that I I tell my students, because a lot of mine is about body positivity and things, is a lot of us, um, especially uh, people that are born female, we go through life being told that we should be small, we should be quiet, we should not take up space. Yeah. And I mean, and that applies to sometimes men, that applies to everybody. But like, I've noticed even myself, like I've always been kind of a louder person, but I've been shamed for it. Mm. Pole is the one place where they want you to be big. They want you to be audacious and eat up the room. They want you to be proud of yourself. They want you. And the biggest compliment you can give another pole dancer was that looked strong. Mm. And I love that. And it's not that it's not supposed to be sexy and beautiful because we absolutely love our sex workers. That is our origins. We support it. There are some pole dancers that distance themselves from them. I will never do that. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, There's some that are like, oh, it's it's like, yes, it, we go across all sorts of different spectrums. Like a lot of the women I dance with are doctors and lawyers and professionals. And they range. Our youngest student is 11. Our oldest student is in her 80s. Well, really? That's amazing. Yep. So huh. I mean, 
Like that's the thing is like, it goes across all lifestyles. Yeah. We don't separate ourselves from the sex workers because the sex worker, one, it's valid. Mm-hmm. Two, they are our origin. And no matter what, we have to pay homage to what they've done and what they've sacrificed so that we can continue to do this as a sport. I mean, you're probably right. opening a lot of people who had closed mindedness about the pole and dancing on the poles to begin with, right? I'd like to think so. Yeah. Now, would you say like this 80 year old that you have, has she started recently too? Or he? She, uh, she's been doing it longer than me and she's a badass, man. She can huh. do tricks that I still can't do. That's um, awesome. My yeah. favorite thing is we had an open house recently and she came in to visit. Um, she's been out since COVID just for, you know, obvious reasons, even yeah. with masking and everything, it's still a risk for her. Yeah. Um, but she came in just to say hi. And someone's like, Hey, do you want to see a trick on a pole? Cause they didn't recognize her. And she just drops her stuff and goes up and climbs <laughs> up on the pole and gets upside down. And she was just such a boss. And That's I love amazing. it because when she walked in, she was in your standard little old lady outfit and everything. And she crushed <laughs> it. So like when you're getting on to like the pole to do it, you know, how like when you see um, people that are on like the, um, what is that thing? The, the, the horse, like for gymnastics, yeah. do you have to do like the powder on your hands or anything? Or is it just all? Yes. I mean, we, we use chalk, um, not okay, everybody. Chalk, yeah. yeah. And then we have other products that we put like on our bodies to help with stickiness. We don't always yeah. use them. Um, it's better. We try not to, but there's sometimes uh, your body chemistry can really impact how sticky you are. And okay. where you live, so we're in East Tennessee. So yeah. with it being so sticky and humid here, we are really, really fighting against the elements in humidity and we slide a lot. So we usually here. Yeah. But then if we go out to like somewhere really dry, like out West, we're mm-hmm. freaking Spider-Man. Like <laughs> that's like, we're superheroes out there because we're so used to sliding all over the place. That's just, that makes it that much easier. Um, so, so when you like... um are setting them to like a routine, you pick out your, do you usually start figuring out the routine first and then pick the music that's going to go with it? Or is it kind of like hand in hand? So uh, we do a lot of themes for our shows and stuff. Okay. So um, I usually start with my music and a concept. Okay. So my last show was Fat Bottom, was um, the last show was uh, uh, Carnival. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it was like a circus theme. Um, so I decided to be the fat lady and I did it to fat bottom girls. Nice. So um, I built my routine around that. And so it was, uh, again, it was kind of like reclaiming the, yeah, I'm a fat woman, but I'm still out here doing things. And yeah, so it was, it was exciting. Uh, I had my friend come out and smash a cake on my ass. So <laughs> huh. I, I bet that's gotta be an awesome feeling like as a teacher and just as a human being, when you see somebody come in for their first time or whatever, and they, like you said, like you sucked your first time and then see them just open up and get better as they go along. That's got to be awesome. Especially like you said, with like um, the body positivity part of it, because, you know, unfortunately people can suck and be shitty uh, to people. So the great equalizer too. Like you will get people that are super fit, like CrossFit people that have come in and absolutely struggled the whole entire time. And then you have people that come in that are plus size that they just have that magic, whatever, and they're able to do so much more. And it's it's beautiful because pole is all about it being your own journey. It's not about like, it's human to compare yourself with each other and everything, but eventually you learn it's just you and the pole and you learning to be the best version of yourself you can be. Yeah. And loving yourself in the failures and in the successes. And- well, it sounds like you embrace that full, full, full force. That's <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, have you ever had any like, 
bad injuries on the pole? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, uh, no, but yes. So I haven't hurt myself on the pole, but I have, um, for the past two years being dealing with shoulder injuries that are super common in pole. Yeah. Um, but they're actually not related to pole itself. It's just kind of one of those things that has negatively impacted my journey. Um, okay. so I've been hurt for about two years now. Oh no. Yeah, but it, it's okay. You know, it's one of those things that we all work through everything. Uh, one of the students, not in my class, it was in another class, fell wrong and sprained her thumb last night. Oh. Um, the oh. other, another one last night, uh, earlier in the week had uh, dislocated her knee. Um, we suffer from a lot of shoulder injuries, knee injuries. Uh, yeah. We were at a rehearsal once and a girl tore her hamstring while she was in the air. Um, oh, is God, a, while she was in the air? Yeah. Yeah, so it is a very physically demanding sport, and we have as many injuries. Like, we're up there with gymnasts and football players and everything like that. It is a very high-impact sport where you're going to get hurt eventually. That's what I was thinking because it, it looks like, you know, because when, you, when you're doing it, you go kind of high up on that pole too. Yeah, you do. But usually, most of the time, you don't get hurt even up there. Like, the girl who tore her hamstring, she was strong enough. She just lowered herself down and dealt with it when she got to the ground. Wow, that's gotcha. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so did she like hit something or did she just like pulled it by doing the moves or, or what? Just pulled it doing the moves because if you watch it, it's a lot of muscle, but it's also like basically using your body to wedge. So okay. like you'll have positions like if you look, it's a lot of leveraging and it takes more strength than it looks like it takes a lot of strength that's harder than it is. And if you get into the wrong position, you'll snap stuff. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. Now, Boston with the burlesque and everything. Do you guys ever do any with the pole? Uh, I have not done anything with the pole. Um, I know that uh, Kelly has wanted to try it at some point, okay. but just has not got out to it. Kelly should talk to Suze. Absolutely no, but uh, yeah, it's just it, it is nothing. Nothing we have pursued yet. I mean, you should all come out and do a class. I'm just putting it out there. I have said all genders, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You what do, do you, you, what do you, what's, uh, like, what do you, uh, charge for classes? It's $25 for an hour. Okay. Oh. Um, if you do, you can do private parties and stuff like that. If you don't want to be with a bunch of randos, Yeah. And those like you can work up to like, I think 10 people and it, it's still pretty reasonable. We try to make sure that it's affordable for people. And like, if you love it, you can do packages where it's a lot cheaper, where you keep going back and everything. But, um, you know, considering how much of a workout it is, I promise you'll know you did something tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I bet. I did. Um, once I remember, uh, when, this is when I was younger, so God knows what it would feel like now. But I decided I wanted to start learning kung, uh, karate. Oh, nice. So I signed up for the karate, and I was working at the, the PAL Cinema in PAL. And in the shopping center, they had, like, a martial arts class, and I tried it. The next day, I came to work and realized I couldn't move. So they just let me go upstairs and lay on the bed that they had upstairs for the whole shift. Oh, no. Because, so I imagine wow. that's probably what it feels like the first time because you'll be working out muscles that you have probably not worked out in a very long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you get humble. Now, quick. I will say, Ashley has taken exactly one oh. class with me. <laughs> so you took it. Okay. <laughs> so how was your class, Ash? I mean... Uh, like I said, you get humbled quick, and I hate exercise. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'm upset most days walking from my car to the grocery store door. So, 
but <laughs> I will tell you yeah, that you I'm will. I'm not in shape at all. I, I, I will probably die. <laughs> yeah. But you would. So you you would say that you would kind of uh, hurt a little bit after it. Oh yeah, definitely. See here, this she was so good. Yeah, I mean, so you definitely know you did something the next day. I love you dearly, yeah. but you, I don't like you exercise. You're gonna go back to it. Uh, if she dragged me kicking and screaming. <laughs> okay. Huh. Well, she said just now that she she said you did great. She did, but it's you know what it's, it's one of those hard. It's not for her, and sometimes yeah. in you have to respect yeah. the fact that even if somebody could be great, if they don't enjoy it, you don't force it. So every once exactly. in a while, like, every six months, I look at her with puppy eyes, and I'm like, full huh. class, and she goes, nope. And then I leave <laughs> That's amazing. My exercise is going to be around swimming, where I don't have to lift all my weight. Hours. <laughs> yes. That's right, swimming. I need to swim. I've not swam in so many years. Yeah, you can do some great exercises doing swimming. I mean, yeah. you really can. And you're putting the pool away for the year, Ash? Yep. Tis the season, so we're getting the tarp and all the mm. tubes filled with water just to hold that down and saying bye to it, which is sad because I love my swimming. Oh. But I love the ocean more, so if someone could move one of those right. to Tennessee, that would be nice. That would be amazing. I would really like to go to the ocean once, but Boston, I think me, you, Scott, and some others, maybe we need to take a class. I think we should. Do it. I'd love that. I think we should. And do then it you at least come once. back and be like that bitch. <laughs> and um, what days do you typically do classes on, Susan? So my individual class is Wednesday nights at eight. Um, I also help teach Mondays and sometime on Sundays. But if okay. there's a day that y'all just want, like a day where it's just you people, like all of your friends or whatever, if you let me know, I'll make it happen. Awesome. All right. Boston, are you in? 20 minutes later. <laughs> I don't think he's in. I am in. I am in. Okay. I'm definitely in. I, I went the wrong way with my mute button. Nice. <laughs> okay. Scott, so are you in? Like, you get like, uh, I don't know how to word it, but like like skin burn or something? Is that a thing? Like, oh, like, 100%. Like, it, it hurts. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you get in the beginning before your skin gets tough, you get what's called pole kisses. And I'll send you bru uh, pictures of my bruises later from when I first started. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're talking, I'm not talking kind of bruises. I'm talking, it looks like somebody took a baseball bat to the back of your legs. Oh God. Oh, okay. that's going to be fun. Um, and then you get to go. You, so Scott, we have to plan it for a day when you don't have to go to work yeah. the following day. So you're not sitting around. I think I might be sick that day, guys. Don't you do this? <laughs> oh, come on! Look, I'm honest with you. You gotta, you gotta come now. No, I, I will, I'm kidding. I would definitely go if you guys want to go. Yeah, let's do I, it. I for sure would do it. See, she was smart earlier, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you heard, but she likened it to Spider Man. She so did. I think that's where Susan was slowly starting to incept me. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna be so mad if you don't wear a Spider Man shirt. A hundred percent. Oh, that has to happen. Yeah, I will wear one. Um, and then, like, shorts, just normal shorts? Yeah, just normal shorts. You just want to have the backs of your knees exposed. Okay. Um, okay. If, you, if you want to do some of the, like, there's other moves where if you can go all the way up to mid-thigh, but, yeah. you know, I'm not going to beat you up if you don't. Okay. What's the hardest move you know? For me? Yeah. Oh, man. So Whatever it is, I want Ryan to be his, that it, be his first move he does. So I'm not going to teach you those because I, I, you know, those are harder stuff, but um, I have been inverting. I just learned how to do that. And that's when you're flipping upside down. So um, okay. 
So you're, uh, I put a video up on Facebook when I first got it. Well, actually, no, I didn't put it on Facebook because, yeah, I cried afterwards because mm. it had been a uh-huh. I wanted to do for a long time. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Nice. That, uh, uh, we have a mutual friend, I think, who just started pole dancing like last year. Who I saw a video where she cried. Yeah, yes, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She was in my class uh, on Wednesday. Was she? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So this is a girl um, that used to work at IFB with Scott and I. Um, yep. She left like two or three years ago, and we would randomly see her every now and then. Um, yeah, like uh, like pharmacies and food, uh, like grocery stores, grocery stuff like stores. that. Yeah, and so about two years ago, I think she, um, I think she became a, a citizen. Um, she changed her name, and she just went through so much. And then out of this, she focused on starting to learn how to pole dance. And right. it looks like, like, I'm not, a, I, I don't understand. Like I'm not a professional pole dance judge or anything like that, but she's what? really good. Right, Susan. She's awesome. And she has, uh, she has got the best attitude and she's such a joy. So oh, I, I believe that those, about her a hundred percent. Like I, I was with her when she first started her pole journey again, she came back right about the same time that I came back after my last, break from my shoulder yeah um and the the progress that she's made and the things that she has done is just amazing and she's so loving and always encouraging everybody and that's one of the important things about like this this group of people the pole community is very much about positivity and this studio we have a no negativity policy if they catch you being mean to somebody they will bounce you smart that's awesome i like i respect the hell out of that yeah they don't want any of that they want people to love each other and build each other up and it is it is a really genuinely unique community and i mean katia is a hundred percent an example of the type of people that are there and i just absolutely adore her i i've i've always loved her yeah she's a great person yeah and And she's we're trying to talk her into competing Mm -hmm. i'm going to compete herself um this upcoming year, I, I'm not going to promise because we yeah. just keep begging her and <laughs> that she starts to perform and everything because she's exceptional. Like she's yeah. just good. It was just amazing watching like, cause I, at one point I think she even had a pole put into her house what? and I would see her own it and Goku was bouncing around <laughs> barking oh, and cheering for okay. her. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a pole in your house? Yes. Uh, it's, it's funny cause it's actually behind my work desk. So I have a curtain up so people don't see it whenever I'm on work calls. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have it. It's like right in my office. Um, I don't tend to do much here yeah. just because my animals get super concerned. <laughs> like, <No. laughs> I get it. Yeah. Now have you, uh, attempted it yet? Wolves? Not as such. Like I've done like very, very small things on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, since I started filming for the, uh, for the pole troop, um, eight years ago, nine years ago. Yeah. We're talking about maybe 10 to 15 minutes. This okay. time. Yeah. 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 But you have been like kind of in the community for a while. Uh, yeah, because you know, um, I was filming for the cabaret troop. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of the members of the cabaret troupe were in the pole troupe as well. Yeah. And they were needing a videographer for an event. They already had a photographer. They just needed a videographer. And they were like, well, let's get this guy because he's already, 
you know, kind of in the community over here. Yeah. So yeah, they just um, kind of ported me over and I filmed for them uh, for two years back to back. Oh, wow. And it's kind of cool too, because both of you, you and Susan, both are kind of like teachers, aren't you? Because you teach at, are we, are we good to talk about where you teach? Yes. Uh, you teach at School of Rock. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. So first question, is School of Rock the school based on School of Rock, the movie? Is this like a franchise that started after the movie came out? Uh, yes. Uh, now, it is not in association with any of the producers or the studio of the movie. Any okay. of them. Uh, but yes, it was started. Um, unfortunately, I don't remember the owner's name off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, but yes, he was inspired by the film. Okay. And started the business, I think, a year after, two years after. Okay. Uh, and, and then they just franchise. And yours, you're at the one that's kind of off uh, Kingston, right? Correct. That the one? Okay. Yeah, that's the only one in Knoxville. So the concept is here is like, how long does a, does a, is it like a season? Is that what it's set up to be? Uh, or yeah. like like a semester? Uh, yeah, th they usually go by seasons. It's okay. not exactly the seasons of the year, but it's close. Okay. Uh, they usually do at least three. Sometimes there's a fourth one. Okay. And you have the same class throughout the season, right? Uh, yes. Uh, so there, there, there's a couple of different uh, ways that it goes down. Okay. We have our one-on-one -on -one students. Yeah. You know, which is, in my case, I'm a, a bass and then guitar instructor. Okay. So for either half an hour or 45 minutes, I'll have one student in the room with me. Okay. And then uh, the school, part of what sets School of Rock apart from most other music schools is the rehearsal bands, um, <clears throat> where each band has a different theme for a season. Okay. Um, and we have, like, I can't remember six bands right now, I think. Really? So um, this is a band that knows these are bands that kind of know each genre of music and each like a lot of the songs from that genre. A, a lot of times. Yes. Okay. Uh, so for example, uh, there's two separate groups of the younger kids. We call it rock one Oh one. Okay. Uh, one of them rehearses on Wednesday. The other group rehearses on Saturday, uh, but they're both doing uh, the Beatles right now. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, and then like uh, on Mondays, there's two groups. There's a, uh, right now there's a green day and then a Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Uh, Tuesday, it's a split season. Uh, it's half Stone Temple Pilots, half Alice in Chains. Okay, nice. And Very then cool. on Thursdays, we have like 70s arena rock. So it's covering a lot of like uh, Fleetwood Mac, Aerosmith, uh, Steve yeah. Miller Band, a, a, a lot of things like that. Um, so yeah, they get different themes for every mm -hmm. season. Okay. And then one of the things that I think is super cool about it is at the end of the season, they go play instead of just like a recital or something at the school. Yeah. They go play a regular venue out. Really? That other quote unquote real bands would play. Oh, such wow. As the Concourse, Open Chord, uh, Scruffy City Hall. A lot of places like that, Hay Bear Cafe, uh, the end of this past season, 
Mm-hmm. Um, they all played down at the amphitheater at World's Fair Park. That's pretty badass. And it was phenomenal. What was the uh, what was the theme there at that one? Um, again, it depends on the group. Uh, there was like a hair metal, like eighties huh. metal. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, one of the groups that I was directing did um, uh, like rock uh, rock hits of the nineties. Okay. Uh, so there was, you know, of course, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, those, those kind Primus. of things. Um, yes, Primus. Uh, one of the groups did uh, like Best of Bonnaroo. Huh. So they okay. did everything from Sting, Fish, a um, whole bunch of stuff. U2. Nice. Um, uh, the little kids did Roots of Rock. So everything from Elvis Presley, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Like, so the, like, yeah, a lot of the old, you know, basics. Just for clarification, I wanted to look up the name, the founder of School of Rock. It turns yeah. out it actually started the year before the Jack Black movie came out. Mm. Okay. And there was rumors that they based Jack Black's character on the guy who found it, but there, there's, there's denial. So it looks okay, like yeah, it Mike actually, White, I think, is the one who did. Uh, oh, yeah, that's news to me. The then. Movie, yeah, I, the movie I, I, School of Rock. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. What are the age? What's the age range usually? Uh, so our youngest student, uh, I believe, right now is six. Uh, we usually like to start, you know, seven or eight and older. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then they run up to eighteen. Okay. And then uh, usually, when you're, uh, if you've been, if you've uh, been doing the rehearsal season for a little bit, mm-hmm. and you turn eighteen during the season. Yeah. They actually give you a little gold record plaque with your name on it at the end. That's awesome. Uh, they make two of them. They give one to the graduating student, and then they hang the other one up in uh, kind of a lobby that they have at the school. Okay. Uh, so right now they have, I've not counted, but I'd say probably eight or nine of them up in there mm-hmm. now, and the school's been open, uh, celebrates, uh I think six years next week. Okay. And you've been there for most of that six years, right? Uh, yeah, I've been there, uh, I guess, going on four and a half, a little over four years, four and a half. Have you seen any of your students like start bands like once they've graduated out of the School of Rock? Oh, all, all the time. And uh, a lot of times they start bands within the school. <laughs> awesome. Uh, other oh, nice. schools. Sometimes it's with uh, other members or uh, okay. other students. Uh, and sometimes it's with, you know, people at their school or just in their community that uh, have nothing to do with School of Rock whatsoever. Yeah. And it's going to be cool for them because they're at that point now where I imagine back in the past, it was hard to get your music out there in front of an audience. Yeah. And now it's it's a lot easier, right? It, it's way easier. Uh, back in my day, when I started playing back in the 90s, um, you pretty much, you had to find somebody who uh, was lucky enough to have an empty garage. Mm-hmm. And your your demo tape was if somebody happened to have a cassette recorder with a microphone on it. <laughs> yep. And you just had to sit it somewhere in the room where it would pick up all the instruments. Yeah. Ah, the good nowadays, old days. <laughs> nowadays, kids can record to their smartphone, their tablet, their laptop, whatever. Yeah, make professional sounding recordings from their bedroom all by themselves um, and then post it up on there's dozens of different platforms and social media 
Yeah. And I can and post it and the whole, the entire world can hear it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's gotta be the, I mean, it's, it's crazy because there's so much content out there that you're dealing with, Yeah, but it's great because you, you have more of a chance, I think this way than it is to randomly have somebody hear your cassette get tape. Absolutely. Back in the day, if you didn't have a record label, it was, yeah. I mean, that was, you know, Lisa Loeb's claim to fame was she was one of the only singers that ever got famous without having a record deal. <laughs> yeah. And she, and she had to have a famous friend. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He just happened yeah. to know Ben Stiller. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And then, um, uh, but yeah, it's like nowadays record labels are almost obsolete. Which is, I think, a good thing with the the, the history of abuse that yes. record labels have had to artists. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's ridiculous that we live in a world where TLC, who had so many number hit one hits, had to file bankruptcy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's correct. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes, like like take Leonard Skinner for example, you know, they signed away their the rights to their first few albums to MCA. And for the longest time, they had to pay royalties to their old record label to yeah. play their own songs live. Oh, wow. Yes. And I think they finally sued and got the rights to them back. But they wrote a song called Working for MCA about that whole ordeal about oh, having yeah. to pay to use something that's their own. Isn't that insane that how angry you would be? Like if somebody said, sorry, you can't make you can't use stuff that you created exactly well it's like john fogarty getting sued for sounding like john fogarty <laughs> yeah like, or uh, what was the the beatles uh uh john lennon getting mad or not lennon mccartney getting mad because michael jackson owned all the rights to the beatles mm-hmm. yeah oh man that is still like such a crazy story because that was on the set of that that song that the two of them had done together right say say I, say yeah i think so he was like Hey man, you should you should invest in some stuff. And Jackson was like, "Yeah, I should invest in stuff." And bought the <laughs> bought Apple Records. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, speaking of the Beatles, real quick, has anybody seen seen the trailer for the Beatles documentary that's coming out on Disney Plus in November? No, no, uh-uh. it looks incredible. So in 1969, they recorded. I guess what ended up being their last album and last uh, live performance. And they recorded everything from their meetings where they were figuring out the songs to creating the songs to all the drama and everything. And that footage has set in a vault vault for 50 years. And they gave it to Peter Jackson. And Peter Jackson has turned it into a three-part documentary series. Wow. Of course it's three parts. And the best part, and one part of it, one of the Beatles just says, yeah, Yoko is probably going to destroy us. Wow. (laughs) Which is incredible, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think it hits Thanksgiving weekend on, uh, or even maybe Thanksgiving Day on Disney Plus, and I think it looks incredible. So this is an important question: Who's your favorite Beatle? Sure. I think it tells something about people when you. Uh, mine is probably George Harrison because my favorite song is "Here Comes the Sun." Also a George Harrison fan. "Here Comes the Sun" is a big one, but. And I know it's a cover, but got my mindset on you. That video with all the taxidermied animals was like the best. <laughs> oh, it was really good. Um, Scott, who's your favorite Beatle? I don't really have one, to be honest with you. I've never really had like a favorite Beatle. That means it's Ringo. Boston? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm really meant. Really my favorite Beatle is the John Lennon clone. Wait, what? Is it the John Lennon uh, clone or the Paul McCartney clone? Uh, the McCartney clone, right. McCartney clone. Billy Shear. Who was the drummer they had before? I don't remember. 
I'm not saying it was you. I know, man, but... I'm saying it was Ringo. Right. You know. Hey, I can't live like this. Sorry, Paul. I mean, it's not like he even brings any real money into the house. Oh, come on, he brings a bit. What, dealing drugs? Oh, come on, he sold a bit of weed every now and again. You sold, Paul. I killed a man once. I think it was a stagehand. He, he looked at me funny, so I had to. It was all taken care of by the record company, but, uh, you know, so no one found out. All right. Uh, okay, so that was weird. We were struck by, I believe we were struck by the ghost of John, John Lennon there. Yeah, as soon as you started talking about the John Lennon ghost or clone, something weird <laughs> happened and we got cut off for like yeah, 10 minutes Robert here. Didn't, didn't like that at all. Yeah, it's no, like we were going no. down a passage that of something that we're not supposed to know of. It's almost like a segue into ghost or something. Yeah, it's almost like ghosts were messing with us. You know what? If only That's we like, knew somebody that knew stuff about yeah. ghosts. Yeah. I know. Right. Um, so I was thinking one cool thing we could do here. So first, like... Um, Ashley, uh, Rules, or Suze, do one of you guys like, want to explain like what it is that you all do? We are a paranormal investigation group. So Ashley and Willoughby and I all discovered about seven, eight years ago that we all had a mutual love of the paranormal and that we've all wanted to go to haunted places and just check them out. And so we started going and then we started taking people with us and we formed ourselves a nice little community of people that like to go to haunted places legally. Mm -hmm. Legally. And yes. legally, we do it, we do it the road up way. And we just try to talk evidence. It's kind of cool because I have my own group where we all really like the movie Paranorman. Norman, and oh, we, like to go to, yes. we like to go to legal places and watch it and just oh, discuss okay. it. It's such a good movie. Every time you see it, uh, you find out something new. Um, but the name of your group is Scope, right? That's correct. Okay. So it's short for... Supernatural, cryptozoological, occult, paranormal, explorers. explorers. We'll be came up with it. So yeah. I say scope because it's just a mouthful. <laughs> I have to go get the shirt to remember. It's written on the shirt. <laughs> Susan, I need you to say that uh, like three times real fast. I <laughs> now, is Scott a member of Scope? Yeah. I consider yeah. him a member. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I haven't actually been doing doing things with him recently. I, I don't know. I, I really want to get back into it, but that. So I was uh, working, you know, at the same place as uh, as all three of them, and I, I discovered that this group existed. I didn't know about it for a while. I was like, "What? We have a ghost hunting group at work? <laughs> How do I get involved in this?" <laughs> and now it's like part of the training introduction, apparently. Even now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because okay. Chrissy is one of our members, and she's in the training department, so... That's pretty amazing. Now, every time I show up in a group to train them for oh, some other right. thing, they're like, hey, you cut ghosts with Chrissy, don't you? And I'm like, why does everyone know about our group when they've been here for a week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's incredible. It became, like, this weird thing that I was kind of, like, the weird, like, ghost drug dealer at work. Yeah. Like, people who didn't even know me would slide up and be like, here you go to haunted places. Do you go to high places and offer weed to the to the uh, no longer living? Uh, we actually don't. Uh, most places don't allow any drugs or alcohol. I know that it was uh, like it's one of those things that we we discourage it. Yeah, just because one, it's against the rule of most of the places. And the places it's not against the rule, you can't really be very impartial if you're high. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're we're joy kills on that front. Huh. What are the main rules at most of these places? I know like no Ouija boards, right? 
So, yeah, a lot of the places, it's no provoking, no Ouija boards, no seances. Um, vandalism. No drugs, no alcohol, no weapons. Um, just your usual stuff. No vandalism. Don't touch yeah, anything. Right. Don't take anything. Don't destroy anything. Don't mark anything. Okay. Um, so, like, the usual things like, that you'll see kids do in horror movies that get them murdered by ghosts. Yeah, exactly. None of that stuff. But except for splitting up. It's, splitting up seems to be okay. Yeah, we never, but we never say, I'll be right back. Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought one cool thing would be, because everybody, that obviously if you're in that group, you uh, have probably, you have some kind of interest in the supernatural and, and all that. I thought it'd be kind of cool. Does anybody have any, like, s- stories where they've um, had any kind of supernatural incidents happen to them? I mean, we all, all Yeah, do. several. That's what I was thinking. I... I didn't okay. until I joined Scope. Uh, okay. Like I, I had always been fascinated by it. I've done you know my own you know investigations here and there locally, but I've, I've never had anything weird or spooky really happen to me until I went to uh, a Waverly investigation with them, and I had like two or three things happen that I just cannot explain, you know. Okay. Uh, and to the point, I, I don't know if you guys remember my, my really big, uh, big uh, friend that was with me there, Gedalia, that came the first time. Yeah, yeah I we could not you. pay him enough money to go back he will oh yeah no he loved he loved you guys but that freaked him out beyond anything he's ever experienced i think <laughs> yeah he will never go back dude i saw constantine with him in the theaters and he freaked out during that so yeah, yeah. the fact he went to a haunted house makes no sense to me so for think, you I didn't, I didn't think i could get him to go so it was supposed to be ryan waller uh you know we had already i already got the tickets and paid you know for both but he got he got comic-con sick uh like it was it was bad. Uh, then I was like, "Gee, come on, let's go." I I I I, I thought he was going to say no, and then he, and then he said, oh, "That's fine, I'll go." Uh, but yeah, he he will never step foot back there. And it's so funny. His wife now uh, she she wants to go. Uh, she would love to go, but he, he he's not. He he will not. He's going to get so much more white in his hair if he goes again. Um, <laughs> because I know the last time that they were on, we told the story about G and uh, the haunted experience. Yeah. Do you want to kind of recap it since it is your First yeah, experience yeah, sure, with the sure. so, yeah. So the first thing that happened uh, was uh, G had lost his uh, earbuds. Uh, we were, I think, we were, all, I think, all of us were on the roof. Um, well, well, we we were split up because there was a lot of uh, people there. But I think, I think, me and uh, Ashley and Willoughby and Susan were all on the, on the roof and realized that he had lost his his earbuds. So we split off by ourselves to, to retrack our steps and, and to go find it. So we got onto I think the third floor, whichever whichever floor is is, is uh, known as like the kids floor. Was that the third floor, guys? That's the fifth floor is the kids floor, but you're probably thinking of Timmy, so that's the third floor. Oh, okay, that, Timmy that from Passions. Yes. <laughs> oh, Damn it. I love it. Yeah. Well, so we get on the floor, you know, uh, and it's really dark. The only, the only light you can see really is from out the outside light coming in from the open windows and things. Uh, so we could see, but it was really hard to. So there was a, a little kid's ball, uh, like over in the corner. And of course, you know, me and G, you know, we're big kids ourselves. So we uh, go and just kick the ball back and forth uh, for a little bit. And then I decided to kick it down the hallway just to see what would happen. Uh, and so I did. And then it, it goes, it goes into like the first room to the, to the left uh, of the hallway. And I'd say a, a good, yeah, we, we I kicked it. We were just kind of standing around, just 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 looking to see if anything would happen. And then a good full minute had went by, and and I had my EVP recorder going at the same time too, and I caught all this on on the thing. Uh, but a good minute had went by, and then the only 
thing I can remotely describe it as is like there was a, a loud, almost like a scraping, clawing sound, you know, coming from the same room the ball went into. But but it had been a full minute had went by. I mean, there's no way the ball was just bouncing around for a full minute, you know, and, and whatever happened, happened. Because I didn't even really kick the ball that hard. And as soon as that happened, I, I'm pretty sure G might have shit himself. <laughs> he, was like, he was like, he was, he was, he was looking around wide eyed. He was, he, this is a, no joke. He's like, nope, nope, nope. We're out. Nope, we're gone. Nope, nope. <laughs> and, and and of course, my my curiosity overrides my fear. Uh, like I'm the guy that's gonna. I'm the I'm the curious white guy that's gonna die going to the the alley by himself. You know, it's just yeah. me. So I have to go into the room. I have to know what in the world made this noise. Uh, and so, and, and G was, was his, his fear of being by himself overrode his fear of going to the room. Uh, so because I went into the room, he followed me in there. He was not about to stay by himself. <laughs> so getting to the room, the, the ball is just kind of sitting there in the middle of the room. There, there's nothing in It's a completely empty room. There's nothing in that room that, could have made that sound. I, it, I, I, I don't know how to describe it to you, but there's no way that that what I did to that ball and then you know going around for a full a full minute had passed. There's just no way that it could have made the sound that it, that it did. And there was nothing else in it except for that little small ball in there. So mm-hmm. that was my first thing, and I still have no idea what 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 happened. Um, yeah. and I think if G had a choice, he would have left the entire sanatorium right then and there. He would have went to the hotel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He would. He would have checked out if he had any choice. And he didn't just go to the safe room and stay in the safe room. He still. Yeah. No, around. Yeah. I guess he could have, but no, he he stuck it out. He he still uh he still uh, came uh with us, and then and then the and the second thing was about three in the morning, and I can't remember who all was there, but I know Morgan, you know Bartlett was there with her mom. G was there. I can't remember. Were, were any are were any three of you guys there when we had the doors slam shut on us? Um, nope. I think uh, was Morgan not. was with y'all because I remember the story of her running oh, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Morgan was definitely with us. So we we were on the we were on I forget what floor it was. Uh, yeah, and we we happened to just run into one of the little people that work there because they they randomly will just kind of walk the place and make sure everybody's safe and no no nobody's doing anything shady. So we met up with uh with her and uh, she was she was checking out one of the floors and we were like oh we'll go with you. So we were all just in the group, and there was nobody else on the floor, just us. Uh, and then we were walking down the hall, and we were doing the recorders. And, you know, we started talking and said, "Hey, you know, if anybody's here, can can you let us know?" And blah blah blah. And then, uh, ways down the hallway, we heard a door sh- slam shut, uh, and they were like, "Oh, that, that was really freaky," you know. But so then we're like, "Okay, uh, let's, you know, if that really is something, uh, you know, can you do it again?" And we started kind of walking towards where the sound was, and. A little bit later, another door slammed shut. Uh, the same direction we were going, uh, and then we then that kind of at that point, everybody kind of like was still a little bit. Oh, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know, because there was literally nobody else on the floor except for us. Uh, and then we we kept walking, and then the 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 room we just passed, a door slammed shut right there. And and at that point, the the little the little girl that was the god, you know, Gedalia is six three, two hundred and fifty pounds. He about ran her over. Uh, like, <laughs> he was that freaked out. I, I'm surprised he didn't. And, yeah. and Morgan, poor <laughs> Morgan, she, away, yeah, yeah, and poor Morgan. She was she was pretty much in her mom's arms. <laughs> like, so it was like he was like, like a George Costanza when the fire happened on Seinfeld. Yes, that's exactly right. Yes, yes. Uh, and I have, to this day, to that we we still have no clue what there was nobody there that like shut the door on us to play a prank. There was nothing <laughs> like this. Waverly's not one of those places like you know where you go to 
you know, to fake haunted houses and they have actors that mess with you. That, that's not what they do. That, 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 their whole reputation will be ruined if that's if that came out, that they were to just mess up. That's, that's just not what they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we know it wasn't any kind of worker playing a prank on us or nothing like that. Um, so that, that those are the two main things uh, that okay. way. And then, and then, of course, you know, we, we you, you see kind of these random, like, little ghost little dark figures it, it, sometimes it's hardest to tell if what you're seeing is really that or if it's because of the light playing tricks on you because it's so so dark but, but yeah. yeah i definitely had at least two experiences there so that i can't explain so we'll yeah. just, i'm just gonna go in a circle here so boston you sound like you had an interesting one when i asked this question well so i was i i, I was like oh yeah there was totally that time and then like as i was thinking about it yeah i realized that it was a series of nightmares that i had not actual experiences <laughs> Oh wow! Okay, but nightmares uh, so real that you have that I, made that I, yourself believe that they were they actually happened. Yeah, that I, I thought there is a ghost that uh, haunted the house that I grew up in, and he would grab my uh, the one the one that I remember vividly was that he grabbed my ankles while I was wearing a pair of roller skates. Don't know why I was roller skating in the house, <laughs> but grabbed my ankles with the roller skates and like just drug me around the house and. Oh. In various patterns, but like, yeah, I, I need that I, in a movie. I, I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be Boston, uh, in like a little short shorts, like just rollerblading through his house. That would be awesome. I want to see that now. But it was so terrifying that you've really, through all these years, you thought it was real, or at least I, it, it definitely uh, made me think it was real for for a bit there. Yeah. I thought it was a memory, not a uh, nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, the only th- the only thing that's ever happened to me that I can't explain, um, I've actually always, I- I've held more on the divine intervention um, phrase, which if you know, if, if which is always funny for me to say that I, I have a divine intervention because most people know I am a, a staunch atheist. Mm. So it was, but, but it's the only, it's one of the only things I can't like, fully explain um but it was it was less ghosts and more uh, i guess it would still be supernatural wouldn't it yeah, oh, yeah. Still, i think so yeah 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 i was so i was uh i was being an emo kid one night uh because that's what you do when you're 16 years old <laughs> yeah agree and i just got like really i got really restless because i was i was uh i was worried about this I, I, there was a girl that i really wanted to to talk to and i wanted to i want to go for it and ask her out and I got really restless, and my legs were just like, you're going to get up, and you're going to walk. <laughs> and so I got up, I put my coat on, and I headed out, and started walking down the road, and just like was walking for a good... I think I was I think I think was out there for around 45 minutes. Walking just towards walking, right? Yeah, just walking, just, just walking and thinking and walking and thinking. And I get to this... I get to a stop sign. There's a three-way, there's a three-way stop where there's two stop signs and then one road, you know, one of them does not stop. So it's one of those dangerous places where you got to be like, you got to be ready because someone can just come around that corner and they do not have a stop sign. They ain't got to stop. You just get hit. That's so right. dumb. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's terribly dumb. I hate, I yeah. hate that place. Yeah. But so like, and I got to that site and I felt like my legs like just locked in place. Right. Like just, just something froze my legs right there. Mm. I was like, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe I'm supposed to be here. Now you gotta understand. I'm a 300 pound. I'm a 300 pound, six foot tall man walking the uh, streets at night. I woke up every dog 
in about a mile radius from yeah. where I was. Yeah. And so there's just these dogs barking, yap, 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 all around me as I'm walking. In the back of my head, I'm like, man, I'm really sorry. Anybody who's trying to sleep right now, this is, I just had to, I had to do this. I'm sorry. And I get there and I, I say to myself, is this where I'm supposed to be? And at that moment, all the dogs went quiet. Oh. Oh. Ooh, I got chills. I could, he- I could hear the the interstate about a half mile away. I could hear the interstate. It was so quiet. Oh. And I looked around. I said, okay. And at that moment, it was like the, the, the floodgates opened and all the dogs just started. <laughs> like as soon as I, like, I acknowledged, huh. yeah, I'm supposed, I'm supposed to be here. The, the dogs like started yapping again. Right. And so that is that that is the 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 most unexplained event that I've ever had uh, happen to me. Wow, that's and crazy. Yeah. The the reason the reason I can have that story and still be a non-believer is really of all the of all the divine interventions that I've had in my life, you show up for a fucking a a, a, a horny date that I was worried about. Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> Like, hey, I'm gonna help you solve your 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 your, your, dick, your dick wedding problem, boy. They're like, I got out you. For you. Like, no, fucking... he is a kind and just God. Um, <laughs> so, did you did you go did you go to her house? So, uh, I usually I usually end the story there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I I took from the situation that I should be the road with no stop sign and just go mm. on my way. I'm gonna do my own thing, and they can and. There's there's another dude that was involved at the time, um, and I, I, I we, we were kind of like vying for uh, first place. Yeah, and so I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna do my thing. If they if it doesn't work out, whatever. And sure enough, uh, where I think I, I think I decided to go to like just hang out at the mall. And sure enough, apparently their date got canceled or something happened, and she showed up where I was hanging out, and we spent the rest of the night together. So it it, it was. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Nice. Good job. Huh. Good go. nice. I like it. I like yeah. it too. All right, uh, Ashley. What about you? Ooh, um, do y'all remember if I shared the Bobby Mackey's story before? I have not heard it, so I think you're are good in the mirror. Here. Okay. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I've had a I had a couple of like recent ones at Waverly, but like this is one that I don't share very often because it's one that I kind of found out after the fact and I still kind of question myself about it but I'm, I'm going to call it what I think it is but um, this is okay. the first time we ever went to uh, Bobby Mackey's Music World which is a honky tonk uh, bar and like um, they do have dancing they've got you know tables for food and things pool hall all of that they have a bull you can ride Susan has a funny story about that Huh. Here at Bobby Mackey's, we put your food on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, so there. It's in Wilder, Kentucky. It's right across the river from Cincinnati, Ohio. There's you know a lot of mob history and activity there, and you know it's it was a speakeasy. There's all kinds of you know 
shady things that went on there right beside the railroad tracks. I'm sure they utilized that, but this was our first time going there. It was one of my like bucket list haunts that I wanted to go to. And we had just walked in. So I still had my backpack and my equipment and everything in my hands. Wasn't thinking about seeing anything yet. And so you walk in, you hang a right and they've got kind of like their little gift shop area with pool tables they've if you walk straight back you'll hit more pool tables in the bowl um there's the bar to the left it's a really long oval bar and there's like a mirror and then they've got the tables and they've got a dance floor and the stage uh, just to kind of set it up for you but anyway we're coming in with all of our equipment nobody's going past the bar we're all going into their gift shop because that was their safe room and we were kind of setting up everything our equipment you know getting our snacks and everything ready to go and i could see myself you know in my peripheral vision you know walking by the bar in the mirror and i'm like oh that's cool and then i'm just kind of looking around and then later when we're doing the tour um, we come back on the other side of the bar where all the tables are, and I realize I can see straight through to the safe room. There's no mirror, so something decently my height was walking in step oh. with me when none of our team was over there. And I keep trying to redo it in my mind and think that I saw something else, but I know none of mm -hmm. us were over there. So, And something was walking in step with me oh, that was God. my height oh, wow. when we first got in there. And it was just our team. There was less than 10 of us. Most of them were in front of us or in front of me. Wow. So at that point, were you like, yeah, I think maybe I'm good for the night. I'm, I'm, oh, no. I'm going to stay right here in the safe room. Never. Not actually. <laughs> oh. I sat right there oh, at the table. So it was across from it and waited for it to happen yeah. again. <laughs> but it never does. Nice. So Not when you're looking. Once you pieced it out in your head, like, oh, wait, no, there's no mirror, but I know that happened what I just saw. Did it give you any kind of chills, or were you just excited going, okay, this is cool? Oh, most definitely. There were chills, but there was also, oh, my yeah. God, like, this is, you know, this is my bucket list hunt. Like, me and my friend Amanda, we used to, you know, watch ghost adventures and ghost hunters and everything when we were, like, 12 and 13 years old and I always wanted to go to Bobby Mackey's after I saw one of the ghost adventures episodes. I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to go there and I want to see the portal to hell and I want to, you know, see all of this stuff. And like, I was huh. stoked because this is my bucket list yeah. hunt and something happened when I barely put a foot in the door. That's awesome. That's now, so awesome. Is this still like an open bar as well too or is it all just closed now for down for like investigations and stuff like this nope it's still a functioning bar um bobby it, mackie still, still comes bar. okay and plays and for for now uh we have been hinted because bobby mackie isn't dead bobby mackie is still alive right mm -hmm. we've been given hints yeah, that that building is in not great mm -hmm. shape and may not be there very much longer okay no that's a that's cool. I think that would be a cool place to investigate. So it's it's not like your usual run of mill places that you go and investigate. This is actually a functioning bar slash restaurant, right? I don't and know. Is it a restaurant? I think it's just a bar. Um, they're open for Fridays and Saturdays, uh, and yeah, like Ashley said, Bobby Mackey still plays there both nights. Okay, but the I think Sunday through Thursday they're closed. So that's when they do their ghost investigations. Okay. Yeah. And I'm looking here. It used to be a slaughterhouse. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay, and now it's got the, uh, you had mentioned the gateway to hill. What is that? So it's in the, the basement. So it is one of the places where they, they assume that that's where they let some of the blood and everything run down. But the legend around it is a woman was murdered um, and she was beheaded and they think they threw her head into the well. Um, mm -hmm. so they consider it a gateway to hell. Um, honestly, I, I don't even think it's the scariest place in the building. I've never nope. really had anything happen near that. Like we just kind of yeah. we're like, Oh, there's a big hole. Bathrooms are the scariest place in the building. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the head on the mechanical bowl is the scariest part. Oh yeah. God. I forgot about that. So, what? What? Is the, what? What now? Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the poorly taxidermed head they have on the, uh, mechanical bowl is pretty frightening. It's terrifying. Oh, so, wow, really? If you yeah. touch he, he the ears, really it feels bad. like you don't want to hear it. No, it's not good. Dang. And I see here, like I'm looking at this notes from this thing here. Uh, so Mackie doesn't really consider himself a believer, but he not does really. believe what everything that people have seen in it. Because there's been a lot of like employees that have seen stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they used to have a caretaker that lived in an apartment above. Mm-hmm. And he's supposedly one of the spirits that haunts the place. Okay. Um, but while he was living there, he also had some experiences. And from what I understand, uh, Bobby doesn't count himself as a believer. Yeah. But he trusted this guy. Uh, yeah. I want to say his name was Carl. He okay. trusted Carl so much that he believed what Carl said. Not the Carl from Sling Blade. No. Okay. Um, there's video of apparently him being exercised on premises because, really? he, yeah, he was apparently some kind of possession happened. He's obviously since we they say he haunts the place since passed away. But if you go to the yeah. upstairs area, that's was his apartment. People leave like whiskey and cigarettes and cards and everything for him as like kind of a a okay. gift, a thank you. And I see that Bob actually wrote a song about one of the ghosts that that haunts the place uh, named Joanna. Yes. A young so, girl who committed suicide in a basement? Uh, I, I thought she was I, I upstairs. Wanna, I want to say that was one of the, uh, because uh, back, supposedly the mob owned it, like back in the roaring 20s into the 30s, I think. Yeah. And I want to say she was one of the showgirls. They had uh, dressing rooms downstairs. Okay. And then on the back side of the stage or the dance floor, somewhere thereabouts, uh, they had a staircase that came up, and it's it's not there anymore. Okay. Uh, since they've remodeled the place probably a dozen times in the last hundred years. Um, and so, I want to say it was her. So she killed herself because her father had killed her fiance. Okay. Um, so, um, and, and there's rumors that she was pregnant, because um, there's rumors that pregnant women don't do too well in the building. Okay. Um, but yeah, she had committed suicide after her husband killed her fiance. So her and the the girl that was beheaded is Pearl, is what um, you'll hear people talk about her too. Okay. So um, like, there's there's always like famous ghosts that people talk about at these different locations. Like we talked about Timmy, um, that's at Waverly Hills. That's supposed Timmy. to be the boy that haunts. Timmy. Yeah, Timmy. yeah. Sorry. You can't go there and not do that. You have to. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah. To. yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, um, that's an amazing place. That sounds so cool. Um, yeah, so uh, Susan, do you have a good story? I'm sure you do. 
Um, I have a few. I know I told the one from my old house when I was younger last time. Did I talk about my sister? No, I think the the ones I remember from last time is the one where I think Did I remember I- that one, but I don't think I've heard the sister story. Okay. So my sister and I had a Houdini-esque agreement because she was very into the paranormal as well. And we're like, whoever dies first got to show the other one that there's life after death. Okay. So, um, years later, lots of sad stuff, whatever. My sister passes away. Um, unexpectedly, it, it's a lot. Mm. But shortly after that, I started to have stuff happen at the house. And this is a different house from the one that I talked about last time. Um, we had moved and not had any experiences or anything in the house, but I started having things where like, uh, I was always the first one home. Everybody was always gone. I was a latchkey kid up until I was a teenager. So I was, um, into my adulthood. So I was by myself at home and walked in the door, was doing something, walked into the kitchen, set down my stuff, went to the bathroom, came back out. Every single cabinet and door in the kitchen was open. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And I'm like, well, okay. So that seems like a pretty clear sign. So I shut all of them and I left the room and I came back and several of them had opened again. And again, these never happened in this house. Um, And then it started to be like stuff where I would set something on a shelf and it would fall off. Um, Just randomly, you would have something like fly off a shelf or whatever. Um, Things would disappear and then reappear on my pillow that night, like a necklace would disappear for three, four weeks and I wouldn't be able to find it. And then one day I'd come into my room and it'd just be laying across my pillow and nobody would know anything about it. No. So finally I started to get a little bit scared, honestly. Um, I enjoy the paranormal and usually my curiosity gets the best of me and I'm like more intrigued than anything. Yeah. But there was one night that I was cleaning and I had a candle that was lit and it was on one of my bookshelves. And I had like some stuff set on the floor and everything like that because I was making my bed. And the candle flew off the shelf by itself and landed on the pillow. And I ran over because I thought this thing was going to catch fire for sure. Um, But instead, just the wax poured out, put the candle out. But when I picked the pillowcase up, the wax had gone into the shape of an elephant, which is my sister's favorite animal. And it's not one of those Rorschach things. Like this thing had an eye. It had a trunk. It had a tail. It had legs. Really? It was, and I still have the pillowcase because you keep something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't say, oh, better put this in the wash. Yeah. Um, and you so said, said it's very detailed. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. to me, it's, uh, we'll be seeing it. It looks like an elephant to you, too, right? Absolutely. On, on the spot here, so he's not going to no tell question. me otherwise. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks wow. just like an elephant. And I was like, Amy, I get it. You're here. I, I, I Fine. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Stop. yeah. Yeah. And it did. It stopped after that for a long time. But here and there, every once in a while, I'll have something that'll happen. Um, but one of the last memory, one of the last things that happened um, was I was in my old apartment and I lived by myself and I was taking a nap on the weekend because I love me some naps. <laughs> and as I was asleep, I felt somebody brush my cheek while well, I lived alone. And that's whenever I realized that I lived alone and that nobody should have been touching my cheek. Yeah. Really scared to open my eyes. And I'm like, my bedroom door is locked in. My uh, front door is locked because I grew up in New Jersey. So we don't play. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and finally I opened my eyes and I walked around and I'm like, I knew it was Amy. I mm. knew it was her. And I called my mom because I just, I had to talk to her and I'm like, Hey, and she said, 
did Amy just visit you too? I was taking oh. a nap and she touched my cheek. Wow. Oh, wow. No, that's okay. Incredible. Yeah, I have some chills right now. Um, yeah, wow. I, I get chills every time I talk about it, but that yeah. was the last time that she visited. Like, she's hearing me talk about her, and I'm probably going to have something creepy happen tonight. But you yeah. know what? I'm okay if she's listening right now because we like listeners. We always want more listeners. We can go tune in on whatever station that you want. Yeah, yeah we, if we're big in the spirit circle, I'm fine with that. Um, so and that was like around the last too. time that you think that she's made contact with you? Yeah, I mean, all's been quiet since yeah. then. Um, I, I think that was after Dad passed away. I think I, I think it was after Dad passed away and Mom passed away since then too. So I'm kind mm. of the last man standing. So yeah. I don't know if they're just busy bothering each other now. So they're just <laughs> not. Yeah. Like I mean, honestly, it's one of those things that I, I knew that um, Amy and I had that agreement. Yeah. So I feel like every once in a while she just wanted to remind me that she was around. That's all awesome. right. Well, was that the last time the the cheek incident? That yeah, that, that was the what? last time. Yeah, um, that, was, yeah. and that was that was quite a few years ago. That was probably it was over five years ago. Hmm. But I, I mean, I've that. had other things, but not with her. And it, it's funny yeah, because yeah. Yeah. there's it. I always knew when it was her, there was something different about it. Okay. Yeah, and this is like, um, do you so? Obviously, like you said, that was five years ago. You started Scope about seven years ago. And I guess the cabinets, everything were before then. Yeah. Was that yeah. when you really started getting kind of deep, deeper into wanting to uh, do the investigations? It actually started before that even. So even when my sister was alive, um, I started really loving like ghost books and everything in elementary school. Like I was the kid that picked out, picked up all of like the, you know, you would get the door to door salesman that would sell you like encyclopedias, but they also had like the strange mysteries of the unknown books. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, we need to buy these and I would devour uh-huh. them. Um, so I was always about ghosts from the time that I was little and I was scared of horror movies. Like we, yeah. Chris Cullen, what movie was I like? Oh, that scared the house, the movie House back in the eighties. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Both yeah. houses. I, oh, no, that yeah. was my that was my movie oh, back in the day. Was, the weirdest thing too about both house movies because there's a two, one and a two yes. is they both starred somebody from Cheers. That's right, because uh, oh, yeah. Norm was in the first one. Um, yeah, Norm was in the first one, and Cliff yeah. was in the second, right, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Norm was in the first one. Cliff was in the second one. Yeah, I always thought that was her, but no. That's a series that I wish that would get picked back up somewhere so oh, a new same. generation could could discover same. them because I have no idea why they're basically lost to history. I don't either because I think you hadn't even seen them until I started trying to make a, you watch them, right? I'd seen the one with um, George Went okay. when I was like back in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, so I was a little kid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they are, for any listeners that are curious about this, uh, and at the very least, House is on Amazon Prime. There you yeah, go. we just saw it today because I was like, that scared the shit out of me with it. I was a kid. My yeah. mom was mad at me. She's like, it's not even scary. Why are you having nightmares? <laughs> it's just, I think for a kid, it was definitely a scary oh, for a kind kid of movie. It was. Yeah, because yeah. I remember watching it as an adult. You know, I still liked it, but it, it definitely what didn't scare me. Nothing, nothing like it did when I was a kid. Is but... it because like the main character is a kid, right? Isn't it? Well, he's an adult. Oh, it's a dog. Okay, yeah, I'm totally missing it. Yeah, um, and this is House a movie, guys, not House MD. Yeah, right. it's hard yeah. William Cat actually. Yes. So, oh, William Cat was in it. Yeah, he was. Was this at the guy. height of his? Um, he was, believe it or not, right? The super uh, greatest American yeah. hero. Was this at yeah. the height of his popularity? Yeah, 
he had all that greatest American hero heat on him at the time. Still, <laughs> still the best theme song next to uh, Golden Girls. One hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, it's so good. Um, Wolves, do you have a good story? Um, you know, the whole time I was sitting here listening, I was trying to narrow it down because yeah. technically I have so many. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a house, not only a house, but a forest that was haunted. Wait, uh, you grew up in a forest? Well, a house in the middle of a forest. Okay. Uh, so yes, I, I, I did not live amongst the deer and the raccoon. <laughs> that would be amazing. Those stories have to be awesome. If you've Although <laughs> if you ever go out to eat with me, you will think that I did. <laughs> I have zero table manners. Okay, yeah. Uh, so you, you grew up in a forest, and where was this in Tennessee? Yes, it was okay. um, in a uh, decrepit little bird called Newport, Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. It is the most icely of Earth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Nice. It, it, absolutely gorgeous countryside, but, you know, yeah, no, just unpleasant all around. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, the house where I grew up in, we moved that. My dad still lives there to this day, by the way. Uh, but we moved there in 81 or 82. I was like two years old when we moved there. Okay. And um, I always, even when I was a little kid, I always got creeped out in the basement of the house. And then um, like throughout the years, I would see weird things. Like I would be home alone, like... Um, like Susan, uh, me and my brother were latchkey kids. And like, mm -hmm. if he went over to one of his friend's houses to hang out or spend the night or whatever, I would be home alone. Now we lived in the middle of nowhere on top of a hill. We had 12 acres. Nobody was around us or anything like that. And, um, like I could hear people walk through the house, like rhythmic footsteps, not just old house settling, but I could hear rhythmic footsteps mm. and mom and dad were at work, you know, all this. So I, you know, of course I would run out to the hallway and nothing was there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very the Raven esque, mm. um, you know, and then uh, when I became a teenager, you know, the closest thing to moving out when you're in high school is you go live in the basement when everybody else lives upstairs. Yeah, yeah. All sorts of weird stuff happened down there. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, I had a, my dad's a, or was a TV VCR repairman. Okay. So we had a old repaired TV in every room in the house, except for the bathrooms. And so I had this huge floor model TV in my bedroom. And whenever you would turn it on, it would, uh, come on the last channel that you had it on. And again, living out in the middle of nowhere, we had like five channels. In that yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it would come on whatever channel that you had it on. And in big green digital letters on the corner of the screen was the number of the channel. Okay. So for example, uh, like WBIR here in town was channel 10. Yeah. So it would have a big 10 in green letters and it was whatever volume you left it on. Okay. Every once in a while, you know, sometimes it's a couple times a week. Sometimes it would be three or four months in between. The TV would just randomly come on, static, no channel, blaring volume. Mm -hmm. And it would happen in the middle of the night. So I would 
Oh, it would happen. I would jump out of bed. Yeah. And then eventually pry myself off the ceiling. Uh-huh. <laughs> to go take the TV off. Sometimes yeah. it wasn't turn off. I had to unplug it. Yeah. And that sometimes, like I said, that was the only way to get it to turn off. And it completely random. Damn. I would have moved out of the basement. If I woke up and it showed channel 666, I would be like, yeah, I'm out. It was an old TV, so it, it only went up to double digits. Okay, thank God, yeah. Um, Technology so just, was not there yet where it could scare you that mad. Um, it's like, nice. if we do 69, it's just going to say nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but there was, I mean, there was always weird things going on. I would hear scratching in the walls. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, my parents were always like, oh, well, it's just a mouse. And I'm like, but it starts right behind my head, and it oh. sounds like fingers crawling up the wall. Mm. Go up about three feet, stop, and oh. then start again right behind my head. Nope. And it does that <laughs> for, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Was there ever a point where you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to move out of the basement? Or are you just still a teenager? Okay, like, no, I, I was down here. there for, I think, three or four years. Okay. And eventually I was like, no, screw this. And then I, I moved back upstairs uh, a little bit after my brother moved to college. So okay. that way I had a bit more privacy. Moving yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, you know what? You you can have the basement. I'm going to go back up here. Uh, yeah, that's some spooky stuff. Um, of course, going on ghost hunts, there's, I mean, there's no shortage of happenings there. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about, so the last time you guys had came on, it was, um, I guess, like a couple of months into the pandemic and you hadn't really uh, gone back on any haunts because I think everything was still probably like closed up due to the pandemic. Um, have things started opening back up again where you're able to get in there safely and do investigations? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've done quite a bit this year. Like um, some of it's been last minute just because of the way that life is playing up panned out we did brushy mountain earlier this year okay um we went to waverly twice mm-hmm. um i'm missing one what uh we did uh, trans allegheny twice last year. now what is trans uh it is a huge uh haunted asylum up in uh weston west virginia yeah it's yeah. a lunatic asylum so it's actually like yeah Ooh. Okay, and it's been shut down for quite a while, I'd imagine. <laughs> I guess that's a dumb question because, yeah, you're not going to just wander around with, like, the patients. Not as long as you would think, but it's been shut down for a minute. But, okay. like, a lot of these places, like, when you look at Brushy Mountain, it's really shocking how recently it was open. Yeah, because that's um uh, that opened right for uh, visits and everything, like, right before the pandemic. Right, Scott? Because didn't you go? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Uh, which, which, which place? The um, uh, brushy. Oh yes, yes. That was that. So brushy was really fun. Uh, I went. I, I can't remember if I went twice. I went once with Waller and some people from work. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if I did. I go with you guys too. I don't think. So. No, you didn't, because we did an overnight, so. and I know we we pinged you, but. Yeah, I think I was. I think I was supposed to go, but some, I think one of the people I was going with got somebody got sick or something. I don't know what happened, but that's what I, I think happened. Yeah, yeah. We've done two overnights there. Right. So yeah, I went with Brushy, but it wasn't with uh, with them. Okay, and yeah, because you went with um, people from IFB and Waller. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what happened. Okay. Did yes. you stay overnight too? No, we did like the. I think it was a, the four hour, the four hour tour. I think is what it was. 
Okay, like the, the public ghost hunt? No, well, it wasn't public, but it wasn't an all-night thing. Um, so I'm trying to remember how long it was. It was, it was at night, but it wasn't like an eight-hour thing or anything. It was a yeah. That's still kind of an overnighty thing, is what we would consider it. Because oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it definitely was a private thing. Yeah. Do they still? Because um, I know uh, when you went the first time, because I was talking to Katie about that, and there was like some sections that they had blocked off that you all could not explore. Is the whole prison basically open now, or is it still like kind of limited to where you're allowed to go? I don't think that they had many places we weren't allowed to go. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes we're lucky because we're an established team. Yeah, yeah. like we're, yeah. we're an established team. They usually give us the rights to go places that they don't let other people do. Okay. And you guys just always do like private tours, right? You don't do anything with other, with unknown people, right? Um, Trans-Allegheny, we actually did public because with the pandemic, the they limited how many people were in the facility. And that place is so massive. Like mm-hmm. you really don't see anybody else anyway. So it's it's like almost $1,700 to rent the building by yourself. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. It's, and it's then it's, best to go in groups if you can. Yeah. Yeah. So doing it that way, we, we were able to still have our privacy without going broke. Okay. And right. I just want to get to that point of price point. You don't have to worry about being with people that are just like wanting to do, oh, ha ha, look at us. We're in a ghost house and stuff like that. Oh, no. You, you'll still get those people because some people oh. have money to burn. Okay. <laughs> so, even the ones um, when we went to Trans-Allegheny, we had one time where there was a group of girls. Yeah. Uh, the so good you, news, though, is they tend to leave early. They don't tend okay. to stay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And so once they get out, you can start doing, like, your more, like, because I guess it's hard for you to, to do, like, your investigations if you have a bunch of just idiots running around. A hundred percent, yeah. There's a lot yeah. Of that's why we tend to rent out the whole entire places, but, like, Trans-Allegheny... Yeah, yeah, because you can't you can't tell what you're hearing is really something, or if it's just some dumbass making a bunch of noise, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you have to like um, go into the places now during the pandemic? Do you have to do stuff like masks, or is it okay not to wear the masks? Um, in the beginning, it was very heavily with masks. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the places have relaxed it to where if it's your group, you can make the decision on what you're doing since you're renting the whole place yourself. Okay. Um, so as a team, we usually have the rule that during the walkthrough, if we do it, everybody's masked if you're not from the same household. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. as you divide up into teams, um, when we can socially distance or you're with people that you're with all the time, or if you're vaccinated then we can make the decisions then at that point but we tried to be really careful with it like bobby mackey's was back in january so we were pretty strict with the masks um until like you were off by yourself okay because that's what i was saying because that place so looking at the picture of it it looks like it's more cramped but something bigger like waverly or the transal place um the rooms and everything are kind of giant too right so it's easier to be able to social distance and stay safe yeah, and I mean, Bobby Mackey's is deceptively big. It looks small from those pictures. It's actually... Oh, okay. Yeah, you'd be surprised at how big that place actually is. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So what I want to know, Scott, is when are you going to start going I, back with them? I, I, that's a great question. I think, this is the, yeah, I think dude. the timing is right right now, so I think I need to get back in this. What's your I, next... I miss, uh, I miss it so much. What's um, your next haunt? We have three that are in the pipeline right now that's not definitive. Okay. Um, um, all three of them are under four hours away, so we're pretty excited. Oh, that's awesome. There's one place that we have attempted to book how many times now, Ashley? Um, at least five. We won't name them, but <laughs> at least five. And they keep saying, 
whoops, we forgot to take that date off the site. So, oh, that's oh boo. Uh, I know. We were like, come on. Like, now initially, like, in all fairness, we tried to book Thanksgiving weekend and they're like, yo. <laughs> huh. They right, shouldn't have put it right. on the things open we if they weren't going to offer it. <laughs> Yeah, hey, if it's that open, I don't blame you guys. I think it goes, uh, Thanksgiving one would be kind of great. Yeah. When all your family's dead, that's what you do for a get-together. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, you just put a cornucopia in the middle of I think, of the... Brian, you should come with this one time. I was about to ask that. Boston, we've already uh, promised that we're going to do a pole dance uh, class or a pole dance cl- pole class. What do you think about BRBAFK going uh, hunting? Oh, absolutely. I've got uh, shotguns. I've got pistols. Oh, <laughs> sure. goat hunting. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Sure, <laughs> yes. sure, sure. Okay. Um, I would be down. He don't play around. He goes hunting with shotguns. Damn. Like, <laughs> I am very much a scully when it comes to this kind of stuff, but I yeah. respect people and what they feel in their that's experiences. What, that's why I think it would be cool for you to come, to, to, to bring a skeptic along with us. Yeah, we love taking skeptics. We yeah. love skeptics. Yes. Yeah, I would love to. We don't always leave My hair is already almost white, so if I get really scared. Yeah, no, no, and I think that would be kind of yeah. exciting. Um, yeah, I would like, be down. I don't, I don't know if Gedalia really believed anything, you know, when uh, I took him to Waverly. I, I guarantee he's not a skeptic anymore. Oh, God, no. He probably still has <laughs> – he probably still wakes up in the middle of the night screaming. Yeah. Oh, there, there is one thing I, for, I completely forgot to tell you though about the, that night that ha, that I didn't even know about. Yeah. Uh, until he told me later, uh, I guess he was too freaked out to even let me know. So I actually had a third thing happen that I had no clue about. Really? Uh, and yeah, and this was uh, this I, I don't remember what floor it was. I think it was on one of the upper floors. But there, there was a big group of us together. Uh, we, we kind of were, had a little meeting hall where there we had all the equipment set up and everything, and then. I decided to, I wanted to go walk down the hall by myself just to kind of see, you know, what happened. And, you know, and so I did and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, then I came back and all was well. So later, uh, I, I don't know if it was later while we were still there or later after we were done with the investigation completely, uh, Gedalia told me about what happened. So we were all, you know, in, in the group together. And then I started walking off, uh, you know, and then I passed a, a, a and then Gedalia turned around and asked everybody there. He was like, "So, wait, who's who was in who was in that room? Who just who just followed Scott out the hallway?" Uh, and they said, "Nobody. We're all right here." Uh, and he said, "He said he couldn't explain. He said that there was like when I passed the 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 door or the room, there was a he just saw an outline of a fit of a it looked just like a human being, like an outline of one mm-hmm. that walked out of the room and right behind me started following down the hallway." And he legit thought it was one of our people that that was in that room that was just and was just you know following me, but it was it was, it was nobody. Here's the thing I'm telling y'all: I'm definitely down. Let's set this up. BRBAFK goes uh, hunting. Um, if anything scary happens to me, yeah, I will be in that safe room for the rest of the night. <laughs> um, I will have a switch. I will not care what anybody thinks of me. I will be in that. I will be in that safe room. Now, my question is, are you talking about the Nintendo Switch or are you talking about like a Switch you can like, you, like beat off a ghost with? Like a I'm, ghost. I'm not beating oh. off any ghosts first. <laughs> <laughs> I will have a stick dipped in holy water, I guess. There you I don't go. Know. There you go. I'll, I'll, my, I'll bring a whip. I'll be like uh, Simon Belmont. There you go. You can, so use, yeah. you can uh, bring some, like, pour a, a circle of salt around you. Yeah, something. I'll start... <laughs> Praying to God, Dean Morgan, D- D- Dean, please hear me. Dean, please hear me. Dean Winchester, please hear me. <laughs> Save me, Win- Dean Winchester. Right, right. 
Well, here's the thing, though. Half the fear of a switch was having to pick your own, so you're going to make the switch. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, that was like walking the green mile. Like when my, <laughs> grand, when my grandma uh, Osteen would be like, go get your own switch, and if you brought back a puny switch, yeah. she would get even madder and go, no, you know better than this. Right. Yeah, oh, God. That's when you bring the whole tree trunk and hope that they think it's funny and they let you yeah, go. Oh, oh, there you go. I remember when I was younger, uh, when my mom used to would whip me with the belt when I was bad. And one time she was whipping me and she was like, why aren't you crying? And I went, you have no power over me anymore. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and you're still alive? Yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah. I'm still alive, thank God. It would be great if I was actually dead and I've been hosting a podcast for two years as like a dead, it's like a spirit. Yeah, like man. each time before an episode, uh, Boston has to conjure me. <laughs> Boston has to conjure me before each episode. Right. I, I did used to think like one thing, you know, they do the Luigi's Mansion games and the Luigi's yes. Mansion games are always haunted games. Yeah. The fact they haven't had like a Luigi board in there to summon him when he dies doesn't, I don't understand. Oh, they yeah. need a Luigi board. I second that. Yeah. Uh, and you've played through the new Luigi Mansion, right, Susan? Yes. Because you have a Switch as well, right? Yes, I do. I, I freaking love it. Are you excited about play with me? Are you excited about all the Animal Crossing news they just announced today? I didn't hear any of the news today. I was, I was busy doing my adulting today. So. Uh, I didn't. I saw it and I didn't click it. Uh, there's too much to, to name over the podcast because we'd probably go for another hour if I did. Um they're doing a live update, I think the first week of November, which is going to co- include Brewster's. I guess uh, that's like a coffee joint. Um, it's going to make it to where now you can have 5,000 items in your uh, storage. They're including all this crazy, crazy, so much stuff. Like it was un, un, it was just overwhelming how much stuff. And then they're also going to add, that's all going to be free, but then they're also going to have a paid content for $24.99, which is going to add... Sounded like almost another game wow. of content. Um, and the way it's going to work is you can do it as the $24.99 or they're going to do this bundle because, you know, Nintendo just announced they're going to be bringing Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis yes. games to the to the Switch yep. console. That's um, awesome, by the way. You, you're going to have a year thing. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. the first games are like Mario 64, Ocarina of Time. Well, um, you I got just need Diddy Kong Racing. The, there's you. You pay twenty dollars. Yeah, you pay twenty dollars a year, and you get the the original Nintendo and Super Nintendo. And then if you want to pay fifty dollars a year, you also get the Sega Genesis and the sixty four games. Yeah, and if you do the fifty dollars a year, I think they said either separate or add add on to that some money. You'll get everything that's going to be part of the um, Animal Crossing paid DLC. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, and then they said. Uh, Nintendo said this is basically going to be the ramp down of content they're going to be putting out for Animal Crossing. Um, But I think it's kind of amazing because I don't know the last time you all checked it, but it's been over a year since I've been on my island. So I think this is going to be enough to bring me back for a while because this game saved a lot of people during the pandemic. Yeah, Um, me 100%. Like, so true story. I mean, my mom died at the very right before the pandemic started. Oh, so no. I was, I was dealing with, I'd already lost my sister and my father. So, and then I lost my mom. So needless to say, starting a pandemic with isolation, having just lost the last mm. immediate member of my family, not good. No. And 
I had some friends that had posted and they were looking for a switch for a mutual friend and I had nothing but time. And I'm like, this is a good distraction. So I found them a used one and sent it to them. Hmm. And it said something about playing animal crossing with me. And I'm like, I don't have one. And they showed up on my front porch later that night and bought me a switch too. Oh, and they got me animal crossing and I am forever grateful for it because I had no interest in it. Yeah. But um, they got me that. And then another friend left a, Luigi's Mansion on my porch the next day. <laughs> so I've been very, That's very really blessed awesome. with friends. Um, That's amazing. But it really, it really was a saving grace for me because in times whenever I was very depressed and I was dealing with a lot, it was such a fun, little, easy, light thing to be able to go to. Yep. Um, considering the darkness of my hobbies, the fact that that became something <laughs> that I really, really genuinely enjoyed was... Um, and you actually get to communicate with a ghost in the game. A hundred percent. And you scare them every freaking time. Yes. And then it gives you like a lamp or something when you, when you find all the spirit parts. Um, no, I, I remember that was the first time I really got into any game like Animal Crossing as well. And I can remember uh, Boston and uh, Callie taking me to the comic book store. And me and Callie just basically spent the whole time um, talking Animal Crossing nice like i even i got to the point where i bought those like little amiibo cards that somebody had online the cheap version uh just so i can make sure my island was full of dogs you see i got one i wanted petro yeah because he's the patron saint of the weirdos and i love him and i actually have a petro tattoo yeah yeah i'm all about it give me a weird clown sheep any day of the week i love him and he's my boyfriend he flirts with me when i'm on the island and that makes me so happy it's such a good game, and and I I think like I played it from August, April when it when it came out to around like the end of October is when I finally kind of slowed down on it. Um, but I've had so much so many good experiences with that game. Hundred um, percent. I'm scared now to go back because it's been a year, and I'm I'm worried what my villagers are going to say to me. They're going like, to be kind. I, I still They're hope, say they missed you. I hope so. Okay, good. I, I hope the store is still thriving because, you know, I was a good customer to that store. Hope the store is still in business. Um, but I think I'm going to I'm going to pick it. I'm going to pick it back up when all this DLC comes out. I think November 3rd or right around there. I might get on a little bit or ahead of it so I can kind of have everything in tip top shape, be ready to go. Clean all the concrete out of my house. I'm so happy they're upping the amount of uh, stuff that you can put in your storage. Because yeah. that got to the point where it was ridiculous. Because my storage looked like a like a thrift shop. 100%. Like I had stuff just laying everywhere. Um, and I did not want to lose my things though. Like hoarding yeah. on my little island all the stuff that I I needed. Every yeah. pair of shoes in every color. <laughs> yeah, same. I, it was and so serious is a hundred percent. Willoughby can vouch to this. Um, Salome had. Uh, nights where we would all play Animal Crossing together. So it was a way to interact with each other. Yeah. And we went over to somebody's island and they would throw parties where they would bury stuff around the island where I had on this like tacky ass <laughs> with like, it was cowboy boots and a blue coat. And I did the thing. I thought that was so funny. I bought the exact same thing that I could find through like online things. So the first Alan show back that I could dress up like my Animal Crossing character, mm-hmm. not realizing it would be a year and a half later and nobody would think the restaurants was funny anymore. Huh. here's something I've never shared with anybody. So I've kind of like, um, it's casual dating with someone. I think everybody in here kind of knows her. Um, but our first date was animal mm-hmm. crossing. 
Aww. No, that is yeah. so cool. We went to we went to her island. She had made a flag with my face on it, and she goes, "This isn't too much, is it?" I go, "It's a little creepy." But no, I didn't say that. I, I did say that, <laughs> but you know, I was like, I was loving. It. I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." And ended it right there. <laughs> yeah, I started <laughs> running back to the airport. Um, no, and uh, we went to the um, to the museum, and she was showing me like all the uh, art and explaining it, and we sat there and took pictures of ourselves uh, on the bench in front of the art. It was awesome. Um, that is- so awesome. Yeah, because at that time, you couldn't really go out on real dates. No. Right. Because, right. like, you couldn't go to restaurants. Um, you were still just wanting to, you know, keep your space and stuff like that. But from that, I've seen um, people got have got married through Animal Crossing, um, mourned losses through Animal Crossing, came out to their friends through Animal Crossing. It was amazing what that game did for people. And the great part about it is on this podcast – we always tell game companies, take your time. Bring the game out when it's ready. Yes, and yes. Nintendo originally was going to bring that game out um, the year before and then decided to do something that's not done a lot in video game companies, and that's not force your uh, your employees to go into crunch. And they said, we're going to work on this till it's ready. And that was in April. And it they just got – it's weird to say they got lucky with the pandemic, but they honestly did. They did. Yeah. It, it, it was exactly what the world needed at that time. And I mean, in, it, it's funny because I was very big into like, I was a World of Warcraft player for a long time. So I already liked like the role playing type environments and those open environments and Fable, which, you know, I love me some Fable. I was just talking about that yesterday, yeah. but it never equated to me like Animal Crossing was the same kind of an idea. It's like this world where you get to carve your own little niche in this world and build your own community. And yeah. Uh, once I started playing it, I'm like, oh, it's like it's like World of Warcraft with none of the murder. So, exactly. <laughs> like this is it was so wonderful, and I'm I was really grateful for it. Yep, I love it. Uh, this is a good segue. Um, what are you playing right now? Oh no, what am I playing right now? Um, uh, B Saber. I'm I'm still playing with my VR headset. I've been trying to slowly still work my way through Resident Evil 7, which is horrible because I was playing it when we talked last time. Uh-huh. It's totally fine. Um, you, you're way braver than I am. Um, so I, I have a couple other games that I picked up. Uh, honestly, I, I changed careers since the last time that we talked. So I've been so busy with yeah. work and life and everything like that. My gaming had dropped down to almost nothing. Um, so it's <laughs> mainly like games on my phone have been lately like March <laughs> that's Dragon okay uh demon what's what's a good game on your phone that you're playing what did you say it was uh, i've been playing merge dragons it came on my phone and i played it just for shits and giggles and it's it's terrible it's okay. the worst you just you match three things together and then all of a sudden you got a bigger dragon and that's exciting i guess that no no those 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 fun i think mobile gaming is I, I know some people look down on mobile gaming but i think mobile gaming is is on i think it can be awesome because I think like Boston and Scott here play so much of Hearthstone. I play a lot of Dr. Mario for now. Um, yeah, I get fucked on that. Yeah. Well, even right now, um, I was watching episode of Game Theory. Uh, one of the biggest games in the world right now is a PUBG clone uh, that is only played over mobile. Really? Really? Because uh, especially overseas, because, you know, that's where other people exist. Uh, what? Wait, they, this is only America, buddy. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? They, uh, they don't have access. They, they don't have laptops. They don't have gaming PCs. They don't have Xbox or PS, PS5. 
But they do have access to Samsung and um, HTC and Apple phones that they can then use for their gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's it's easier and cheaper and more accessible. So there's a lot of a lot of people have been doing it that way. Yeah, okay. and and it makes sense because phones are just as powerful as a lot of these computers as far as like, mm-hmm. playing games on it and stuff. So yeah, so it's 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 viable. And so you play a lot of that season. Do you do every day? You check in and do like your your chores in the game. Yeah, a little bit here and there. Um, sorry, our cat is trying to get in on the conversation. He does, he plays oh, no games because he has no thumbs, but you know. It's one of those things that I check in and I play it every once in a while. I, yeah. and I The one thing that we play consistently in this household is Burnout. And oh, it's an older game. Yeah. Oh, but, Burnout. Like, yeah, Burnout like, is usually at least once every couple of weeks. We which which one's on. your go to? Which Burnout game? I think we have. Is it Paradise that we're playing right now? Let me look. Is yeah, it the one on Switch? It's the third one? No, no. This one's on Xbox 360, y'all. Okay, nice. The, so, Burnout 3 was the, was my game back in the is, is it So, Paradise was the one where it was an open world yep. thing we drove around in. And, yeah, no, know. it still has the. It, it's We still have the crash courses. Which is my favorite um, part. Yeah, I mean, why would you want to do anything other than crash the car? You're, you're probably playing 3 then. Yeah, it's probably three. Yeah, three. Oh, yeah. A, I, oh, love, love I love the love, crash love stuff that in that so game. Much. If you want, there is like on the uh, Switch, there is like a a burnout uh, game compilation game. I think on the Switch now. Oh shoot! And there is a really good one that just came out. I've, I've not played it yet, but the reviews have been good. Uh, it's Cruising World. I think it's called. <gasps> it's like yes. it's the, from the Cruising USA franchise, so it's totally arcade. But they say it's super fun. It's got a lot of tracks as well. You can play as a dinosaur. It just yeah, looks man. incredible. Um, see, awesome. I loved the cruising games. And if you know, I, like I used to date a guy that was a heavy bowler. Mm-hmm. The fact that that sentence came out of my mouth, but here we are. Um, <laughs> but he bowled in leagues three days a week, and so like my whole entire life for a long time was going off and playing the video games, so I didn't get yeah. too bored. Yep. I was brutally good at uh, cruising. Yeah, I think it was probably cruising USA at that point. Uh, yeah, yeah so it was um, uh, and like the safari where you would hit the elephants and stuff like that. Yep. So you I, always ran. You always tried your best to hit the elephants. I did, um, and I still win. Still yeah. win. Uh, and it didn't burn out revenge, so that's the third one. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's a good. I love the burnout series. I wish they. I think, I think try to bring it back. Is the is the best one. Yep. Um, what about you, Wolves? What have you been playing? He's uh, been playing Burnout with me. Okay, all right. Uh, Ashley, you play anything? Yeah, I was kind of late to the Switch party, so I didn't get one till this year. So I'm still kind of doing Animal Crossing, but also switching back over to Paper Mario Origami King just because I liked the N64 Paper Mario. Oh, okay, that's perfect. So, And you also have a PlayStation 4, right? Didn't you get one before the last episode that we recorded? Yes, I just got that one, thanks to Susan, so that I could play The Last of Us 2, because that is my favorite game in existence. The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2. It's such a good game. Oh, I I just keep replaying it. It's such a good game. I still haven't played Last of Us 2, and I own it, but I'm like, I don't know that I'm emotionally ready. It's such a good oh, game. Oh my uh, gosh. Ha- do you have any spoilers at all about that? Not one spoiler. Okay. Oh my god. Try your best to stay spoiler free. Please, um, please. I almost implore you that, that, that I know you may not be emotionally ready, 
but try to play it before you get any spoilers. Well, this question should be okay because it's been out for over a year. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but you know, that's whenever it gets in, it sneaks in because you're not paying attention and somebody's like, surprise, guess what happens? Exactly. And I know that Ashley's been dying to to talk to me about it. As soon as Ashley just brought up Last of Us 2, I was about to go into my what I love about it, but then I was like, no, it would spoil it for Suze. I cannot wait for the show, too. Yes, and we have the freaking Mandalorian as Joel. Yes. And the, and, the, and, the, and the badass girl from Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, as, uh, as uh, oh god, what's her name? Emmy? No. Ellie. Joel and, I can't Ellie? Go. Ellie, yeah. Um, so you had mentioned, Ashley, that you were playing through Origami King right now. Mm-hmm. Have you got up to the sad part yet? I've not Isn't gotten that far. I'm on like the second ribbon. Okay, I think it's the third or fourth ribbon, there is a sequence that happens that is so sad and it almost made me cry. Oh, God. <laughs> this isn't a Paper Mario game. But wow. it's so good the way it's done. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, I think you're going to like it. And it's a long game, too. I, do you it really like is. the combat way they do it? Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Um, what are you playing, Boston? Um, I have been, I have been playing, uh, still been playing Sub-Zero, uh, although we took a little jaunt through the zombie fields last night, didn't we? Wait, who, who's this we? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> we now. Yes, um, I, tell us about our jaunt through, me, uh, Scott and Boston are jaunting through Back for Blood right now. Yeah, and, and before Boston goes uh, into the story, I would like to just uh, preface it with saying that all three of us tried playing the game by ourselves, uh, and we mm-hmm. got mm-hmm. a little bit cocky. Oh, uh, so cocky! <laughs> yeah, a little bit because, like, when you're playing by yourself, apparently it's it's just super. Uh, it's on super duper easy mode or whatever. So it was so much to the point where I messaged the two of them. I was like, "Hey guys, are you guys really feeling underwhelmed with this?" Yeah, <laughs> I was I, bored. Oh, bored out of my mind. Yeah. Uh, so then we all three get together and I'll let Boston take over. Yep. Set the uh, table. Yeah, all, what kind of game this is, too? We, yeah. we, uh, so it is, it, is, uh, it is the spiritual successor to the Left 4 Dead series made by the same, right. a lot of the same developers Ooh. that left Valve. Man, I didn't it know plays this. really similar. I mean, yeah. it really plays similar. very similar. Yep. Yeah, it plays very similar to Left 4 Dead um, as far as there, there are more special zombies. And the guns feel a little bit more like Call of Duty or uh, Call of Duty Warzone, where you pick up uh, you pick up the guns, and then there's different attachments for them to make them better. Yeah, and a lot of it's kind of randomized. But the big thing is trying to get you know it's it, it's about teamwork. You're trying to mm-hmm. uh, work together as a team to take out all this these hordes of zombies, and try not to stir the birds up at all. That's, <laughs> yeah. They're... Uh, yeah, most of the game. Yeah, the stage we're in right now, uh, we're in the first act, and there's a lot of sections where there's birds, and if you stir the birds up, it alerts the hordes. Ooh. So you don't want to alert the horde because in Left 4 Dead, I would jump on every alarmed car I could find. Yes. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Anger yeah. everything. Yeah, because it, it it basically is just like that. It so, triggers a lot of zombies to come after you. And 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 because we were feeling really uh, like badasses because we had all three played it by ourselves. We decided we were going to jump the difficulty up our first go around. So we, we played on what veteran mode? Veteran mode. And Boston, how did yeah. that go? How'd that go, Boston? Oh, uh, it went so poorly that <laughs> I wanted to. I want the 
I wanted to call up the rando that we played with and just apologize yeah. profusely. Yes. They yeah. dropped after the first uh, the first wipe. We did not make no. it to the safe house. No, no, we we, we did wow. not. We did, we did not beat the first starting level on veteran. We barely got out of the first building. <laughs> barely, that's true. We barely did. Yeah. Yes. Um. We died at the exact same spot, like three times. I want to say. Yeah, that rando basically just like Boston said that rando that we got hooked up with just basically bailed on us so fast yeah yeah and then, yeah. And then boston had that idea. hey guys let's maybe we should, should, should bump this difficulty down a notch yeah. and then when we bumped the difficulty down a notch to um the the normal difficulty we were still cocky because yes. we we were under the impression it was going to be as easy as it right. was when we were playing each of us were playing solo and we got really cocky when we made it past the, the place where we kept dying at Yes. Then we were like, oh, yeah, we got this. So cocky that instead of running to the safe room, which should be your instinct, Scott decided to go fight one of the special zombies. Sure did. I didn't realize he was over there, but I still sure did. I sure did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Suffice to say, we made it to the first uh, the safe first, uh, the first yeah. safe house. We did not make it to the second safe house. We almost did, though. We, we, we were right there at the very end. Yeah. Fighting so, the last boss. There was one point where we all got lost and I was by myself and I was fighting all these safe, these, uh, the special zombies. And then when yeah. I finally found the other guys, they were in like a, kind of like a safe room, just healing themselves. Yeah, there was like a med, a med kit there. That, yeah. yeah. Like I'm sitting over there fighting all these different kinds of zombies and they're just tossing back medicine laughing. Um, but we finally get to this giant special named an ogre, which is kind of like a giant 20 foot zombie or whatever. And I thought we were going to have a decent chance until yeah. Boston gets knocked into a fire pit and cannot get out of the fire pit. At one point, yeah. Boston just screams, let leave me to die. Oh, he did. He did. He's like, just leave me, leave me be. Yeah. How do you feel, Boston, when you were on fire for like five minutes? It was, it was amazing because I had yeah. just. Well, but the part that was funny for me is I had just switched from a ranged secondary weapon to a melee weapon. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, I'm gonna get all up in there. I'm gonna have some fun, and then yeah, I come out and the big ogre grabs me, chucks me across the room into this pit of fire. <laughs> and I drop down to you know uh, to to dying state, and all I've got to bat because all you can use is your secondary weapon when you're dying. Yeah, so like if shit. something came if something came near me, I could hit it with a bat, but that was it. Yeah. I just sat there like so and like the pistols in Left for Dead. Whenever you get knocked to the mm -hmm. ground, you can only use your pistol or whatever. Yeah, yeah, same, same yeah for your for your yeah. uh, like secondary I'm weapon. You, if you are at all a Left for Dead fan, you will you will love this game. Yeah, I'm is, so excited. I'm basically salivating over here because yeah, yeah like I'm I'm ready to go buy this right yeah. now, and this is and so relatable. Because I broke a controller one summer when me and my friend decided yeah. to go expert mode. And <laughs> oh. apparently the tanks can't oh. come in the safe room on all the other modes. So we usually would lure them back and we'd go hang in the safe room and shoot them the whole time. They can come in the safe room on expert mode. We yes. screamed. I threw my controller. It exploded. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no. It was bad. <laughs> but I, I want to do this game so bad now. this game. That, yeah, that's when um, you know you're a true gamer when you when you get mad enough to break your controllers. So <laughs> the big difference between this game and Left 4 Dead is it does have a card system. Uh, right. So as you're playing through the game, you're getting um, survival points, which is kind of the currency. You can then use the currency to buy um, cards. Like one card may be that you get 20% uh, more stamina. 
Uh, one card is when you're um, crouching and shooting, there's no friendly fire. There's all these different kind of cards and you build your deck. So before, once you've played it enough and got your deck big enough, before each time you go into the game, you can um, decide what, <laughs> yes, you can decide what kind of deck of cards you want to use in the game. Um, it's also cross-play on all systems. So like, Ashley, you have a PS4, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so you can play if you have, um, I was playing on the PS5, Scott was on an Xbox One, and Boston was on a PC. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were on an Xbox. I was having some headset issues, though, so I'm still not sure what's going on with that. Yeah. Um, if you're on Xbox or PC, if you sign up for the Game Pass, the game is currently free. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. You only have to pay for it right now on the um, PlayStation family. Yeah. Um, if so, you, so really, if if you have a computer or you know, and you you want to try it out, you can just sign up for a a month of Game Pass and download it for free. Yeah, but I would definitely recommend if you're getting this game for anybody listening, um, don't get it if you're planning to play solo with just bots. Nope, it's, nope. it's gonna leave a bad taste in your mouth. You're not gonna think it's good, but if you have a bunch of friends, and anyway, we ended up doing it. Like we had my, we had headset issues, so we were about to give up, but we just ended up instead. Just calling each other on yeah. Facebook and saying on speaker, and it was okay. I mean, it worked out perfectly, yeah. except for the time where they left me to die, and they all ate medicine. But other, yeah, <laughs> but other it was wise, delicious medicine. Yes, um, but no, it's it's a fantastic game, and I would say too, like if you're a PlayStation family and you do have to purchase it, I still think it's worth it. Um, I, you know, I, that's not even a question. I'm totally going to get it because, like. Some of the best memories I have are staying up all night playing Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. Like, the yep. tank burger achievement is still one of the best things that I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and they'll do stuff in this game, too, where, like, before each stage, you'll randomly get a... You may get a card that has a special, like, kind of thing. Like, what was it, like, Boston and one that we had? Like, take this item to the safe point? Yeah. Uh, you sometimes will get uh, special missions that will get you extra copper... Yeah, the, the main currency of the game is copper because, yeah. of course, it is. Huh. So it sounds like it's kind of like you build up talent trees and things like that with the cards, and so you have different like skills and things that you can hone. And exactly, so, and so it has like that sounds like some of the stuff that you could do with um, a Dead Island. Okay, uh, oh, the build up island weapons, uh, and, weapons and things yeah. like. That. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah like pills in The Last of yeah, Us. You and, can um, build up stamina. One thing I'm not too sure about, because you find weapons all throughout the game, I don't know if you pick up another weapon if you lose all your attachments that you've bought or found in the game for the particular weapon. Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Um, but you use your copper in the safe safe houses to buy extra stuff. So you can buy like extra ammo pouches. We found it was really good to make sure at least somebody picked up a locking a locksmith tool. Um, because you'll find like um, rooms through the game that you have to have those unlock, and they'll always have really good items. Yeah, and they're usually like right before some kind of horrible choke point. It, everyone we opened, it was always something really worth it to to open the door for. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm I'm sold on the game. I think we played for about two hours last night. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, about, yeah. about two hours. Yeah. Yeah. But the only mode we did not get to play is the mode where you play as. One team plays as the people, and the other plays as the horde. Yeah, because we, we got to, bitched out of that one. Yeah, we tried to. We, yeah, we got we got uh, 
locked out of it. And then, then we were also tired. We were like, oh, we got we to gotta go. Yeah, but it was incredible to play three different systems, essentially. Yeah. And there was no, like, slowdown or anything once you were inside the actual game. Yeah, and it's, I mean, that's the dream that we've all had for years. I know, to I know. With your friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes no sense. Like, um, I know Diablo 2 just came out. Yep. And um, I know a lot of people are having issues with playing it online right now. I know there's still some bugs in it. But the fact they did not do any kind of crossplay just makes it, no sense. To it me. blows my mind. I, I can't understand it at all. And that there's no re with how we know it could be done now uh, because it's it's becoming more of a common thing. So so I don't know. There's just to me no reason to make a game out like that where it's not crossplay. Yeah, I can understand if you're like an independent like small company and you yeah. just don't have the the money or the resources to make it crossplay. But when you're Blizzard, yep, it that, doesn't make any funny. sense. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah. But I was, I was agreeing. Sorry. Yeah, and and it's crazy too for Back for Blood. It's not usually like the first week a game comes out like that. Something like this, you have problems like getting into the games or whatever. But it seems like it's running well, and they're doing a great job of already addressing issues people have. Because I saw today that they've already tweaked some of the difficulty. I saw that too. I didn't. I didn't uh, read it the article yet, but I did see that. I guess I'm the only one that reads articles. <laughs> um, well, you read so articles. I guess we can yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I guess we can wrap up with some recommendations here. This could be anything, uh, game, book, uh, TV show, movie, anything that you want to recommend. Uh, Scott, do you want to start us off? I'll start us off. I've got a two, uh, okay. a movie and a show. This uh, is unheard of. I know. I know. I'm, I'm breaking all the rules, baby. Uh, and, and I want to keep the movie kind of like a horror themed. Uh, so okay. it's, uh, it's on Netflix uh, and it's called Blood Red Sky. Uh, and basically the concept, I think the reason why I, I, I dug it is because I really like kind of different, unique kind of things. I've never seen this concept in a, a movie before. Um, but basically it's about a, a mom who has become a vampire. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, throughout the movie, you, you, you see why and what happens to her, but she's a vampire. Uh, and she is, uh, on her way to the States, uh, with her son, because there's some doctor there that knows how to maybe cure her or, or slow it down or whatever. The the only the only weird thing about the whole movie is there there's medicine that she takes to slow that slows her down where she won't doesn't turn. But they never explain how that happens. Like they never explain like how, how in this universe that there's doctors know that there's vampires and they just know how to cure them. <laughs> I don't know. They never explain that. Um, but so basically, she's got she's she's on a plane with her son to the states, and the the airplane gets hijacked. Uh, and it's basically her trying to save her son and intentionally letting her vampiric, vampiric powers come out, you know, where she mm. stops taking the medicine and, you know, that, that's, that's the only way she can save everybody. So, so basically that's the whole concept. She's a vampire uh, tra- in, a, in a plane with a bunch of hijackers and she's trying to save the day, but basically it's, it's really good. It's a really good movie. I, I really recommend it. And it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yep. Okay. So blood red. Sounds Scott. cool. And the second one is uh, a, a TV show also because I really love unique, weird kind of things. And uh, has anybody started watching Squid Game yet? Yes. yes. Oh, I'm into it. Uh, I, I think I'm five or six episodes in. I haven't finished the season yet. Uh, okay. Have you guys finished the, the whole series? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. I have not. Yeah, I, I'm digging it. Do you guys do the the the, the subtitles or the, the dub? 
Um, I do subtitles, but when Willoughby was watching with me, I switched over to dub. I've read that the subtitles weren't very accurate um, yeah. or, and the dubbing too. But um, so there's some interesting articles where you can get like some of the characters actually were almost changed a little bit by the dialogue. So interesting. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I've noticed, I noticed like if, if I try to hear something like, cause I've got the, the, the English dub on, but if I try, if I miss what they say, you know, and I'll put the subtitles on the subtitles do not match what the English dub yeah. is saying like at all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I read somewhere they said, as far as subtitles go, a uh, closed caption is bad, but if you do just English, cause there's two versions, closed caption and then English. Yeah. English is closer to what, it, what they're trying to convey than closed okay. captioning is. Got it. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, that, I do recommend that because it's just so different uh, and kind of out there and I, I love that kind of stuff. So I'm really digging Squid Game. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting with Squid Game how Netflix is operating because Netflix didn't really hype this show at all before it came out. No, I, I heard and nothing about it. They do this weird thing now where they just throw shows at the wall and see what sticks. Because right. um, it's now, I think they said 111 million viewers. Because uh, they also did a smart thing where they released it worldwide at the the same day, like um, in I think 19 different languages and or 19 countries. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, and they're yeah, they've already greenlit a, a second season. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Those are good recommendations, Scott. Well, thank you, my friend. I'm enjoying them. You got, you got uh, a two for one for me out of that one. I love it, man. Um, what about uh, you, Wolves? Do you have any recommendations? Uh, we've actually found some pretty good stuff lately. Okay. Um, there was one uh, series we watched recently called The Manor. Okay. It's a TV show. It was a movie, wasn't it? I thought it was a series. Which one are you talking about? The one with the... The one with Barbara Hershey. I thought it was just a movie, but maybe... Okay, well, it it's... It, it is a program on streaming. Uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of times when we have the TV on, I'm not paying a whole lot of attention. I'm not a huge TV watcher. Okay. It is a film, by the way. It, it is. With, it is. Okay. With Bruce okay. Davidson, too. Uh, yeah. Bruce Davidson and Barbara Hershey. Oh, wow. And, yeah. I mean, I would I would watch almost anything with Barbara Hershey or Bruce Davidson. So okay. uh, with them being together... Um, uh, very very interesting film, um, and very along the line. It's not like like hard horror. There's not like a whole lot of blood and gore in it, mm -hmm. but it yeah, it would definitely be categorized as horror. Um, but just a lot of good. I mean, being a cameraman, photographer, and whatnot. Yeah, I know the cinematography. There's some brilliant cinematography in it. Okay. Um, and it's. Um, where did you watch it on? That was on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, and I'm not the biggest fan of American Horror Story. Mm. Uh, however, the new, uh, the double feature yep. season, uh, the first storyline uh, has been quite good. And we started the first episode of the <laughs> second storyline. Yes. And so the first half, two thirds of it is probably some of the best television I've seen in years. The the black and white portion, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the um, modern day part is a little weird. I, I'm I'm hoping it gets somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the that whole the 1954 thing that they've got going on uh, with Neil McDonough or however you pronounce his name. Yeah. 
absolutely brilliant. Like That's so good. I I, uh, I could barely blink through yeah. it. It was, it was so captivating. Yeah. Then comes the modern day part. <laughs> Jury's still out on that. It part, is. But it, it's worth it for that first yeah. segment. But it is honestly, it's the best American Horror Story's been in a very long time. I think so. Yeah. Like the first season was good. And I think uh, Carnival mm -hmm. or whatever it was called was Freak good. Show. Freak Show. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, that, that right there is a uh, perfect example of how much I pay attention. To <laughs> no, 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 but no, you're right. Uh, uh, the, yeah, um, the freak show uh season was good, and beyond that, I've not really seen a whole lot. That... What about Dave Builds a Maze? You, oh, oh, I forgot went, about that. Yes, about that. uh, Dave made a maze, Dave built a maze. Um, Sean Shutter, yeah, it, it's on Shutter, it's got uh, James Urbaniak. Uh, that some of the listeners may know as uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Venture. Yeah, and um, uh, Kirsten Vangness, uh Garcia from Criminal Minds. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 again, just a, a very captivating watch. Uh, very interesting. You never know where it's going to go. Um, very, very interesting bit of uh, bit of cinema there. Okay, and it's called Dave Builds a Maze. Yes. Dave, Dave made a maze. What's it streaming on? Shutter. Okay, and I think which is worth getting. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, Shutter has some really strong stuff right now. So many. Yeah, they've got a lot of really stuff. Yeah. All right. Um, what about you, Ashley? Do you have any good recommendations? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I've been pretty boring and not watched or listened to a whole lot of anything lately because I downloaded Kindle Unlimited and I've been reading like right, crazy. Man. I can do a book recommendation, but <laughs> well, okay, that's well, yeah, yeah, book you know, we we have we have readers here. <laughs> um, that's have people uh, before that. That's that's given book recommendations. Okay. Don't say it like that, Scott. Like we actually have, you know, people who know how to read. Yeah, some, some of our customers actually are customers. Wow, some of our listeners know how to read. Yeah, no, <laughs> books are fine. Like, what, what would you recommend? Uh well, the one that I've kind of been obsessed with is called Zodiac Academy, and it's by Caroline Peckham. It's it's described as like a brutal, spicy Harry Potter world, and it has six books right now. The seventh comes oh, out in December, wow, okay. and I binged all of those books probably in a few days like it it's something that kept my attention for really that's impressive. better than anything has in a long time and it's basically about two uh, twin girls they grow up in the mortal world thinking they're normal and they on their 18th birthday they have powers that awaken and then this academy has tracers to kind of pick up on that because they're actually part of the fey world so everybody thought they were dead they're royalty and they're the rightful heirs to the throne and they have these four guys that have been raised to basically take over that position so then there's just a lot of you know tension there's you know they all have elements that they can control air fire water earth and it's this whole power struggle between they've got dragon shifters, they have wolf shifters, um, phoenixes. Like it's this whole world of magic and all the things. So hmm. it's it's very captivating, at least for the things that I like. No, no, it, it sounds awesome, and I awesome. bet you we'll see that turn into a TV series within the next couple of years. 
I could definitely see the CW getting a hold of it and probably running it, but... (laughs) Did you say it was a a trilogy, Ashley? Uh, No, it's got six books right now. Oh, six books. Six books. And there's actually a series that happens four years before it. So it's like, it's a whole world that happens in the Zodiac Academy world. It's called... Um, Solaria is the name of the world that they live in, but it's fey, it's magic, it's all the things, but uh, the writing's really good, it's funny. No, I, I would definitely read that. And remember guys, books are fundamental, so read a book. <laughs> read you'll, a book. You'll love it. Um, read, boss- a book, read a book. Read a, <laughs> read a fucking book. Yeah. Um, Boston, what recommendation do you have other than this hit song that you just wrote? Uh, I did not write it. That is not a, that is not my song. Oh. That is a it's not an original. That is a long old old meme. Okay. Old meme video. Check it out. Read a book. Um, that better not be your recommendation. My no. My recommendation actually is going to be uh, my recommendation is going to be on uh, it's a little little service called Dropout.tv that I have been falling in love with again. It's it was made. It was started by the, the team from College Humor. Oh okay. Oh okay. And yeah, yeah. They still put out some YouTube videos every now and then, but like dropouts where they've got most of their original content. And there's two games, there's two game shows specifically that have been captivating me over the past few months. Um, it's called there's there is Game Changers and Um Actually, and they're both amazing. Wait, Um Actually is a show? Um Actually is a show. Okay, I just see some it's, TikToks every now and then of that. Yeah, it's uh, it's a game show. Where it's kind of like Jeopardy, okay. But instead of it being that you have to do it in the form of a question, uh, your answer has to be in the form of a pedantic uh, correction. <laughs> so the the host reads off a a statement that is incorrect about pop culture, okay. And the first one to buzz in and say, "Um, actually," because it has to be, it has to be that is, oh God. How many people have lost points because they got the answer correct but didn't say um actually and then someone else swept in and got the point? Oh, oh that's oh amazing. it's heartbreaking. Okay. Uh my favorite so far, my favorite so far. Let me see if I can remember it off the top of my head and and see who can get this. Uh Chewbacca speaks Shriwook, which Han Solo understands, but Han still speaks English because saying uh, trying to speak in Shrewook is hard on the uh, on his uh, his vocal cords. So, but what is incorrect about that statement, Scott? This is that, your chance to shine. That that Han can that Han can uh, actually speak it. Nope. I didn't, I, I didn't think he could. I thought he just understood what he said. But yeah, he, he understands. He understands the the Shrewook. He understands. Yeah. Um. Actually, that's not the planet Chewbacca is from. Uh, close. It's not the name of the planet. It's the name of the language. Yeah, okay. I, I was thinking the language didn't sound right. Is that it? Is it the language? Anybody? Well, it, it has something to do with the language. Uh, Susan, Willoughby, Ashley, you got any ideas? I'm not. I'm over a Star Trek person, so Willoughby's going to be the one I'm going to have to defer to. Yep, I'm, I'm not good at this. So, if I remember correctly, um, actually, it's going to be he understands Shriwook, however... Uh, human vocal cords cannot reproduce the language. Uh, that is that is true. Uh, that that is true. So that's why he doesn't speak it back. But that's not the correction that we're going for. Ah, 
that I'm, that I'm looking for. Ashley, you got an idea? Nope. Not good at these. <laughs> Han does not. Han does not speak English because English has not been invented yet. Oh! Oh, oh that's horrible. Wow. Okay. Wow. Han, speaks, Han speaks basic. Did anybody get that? Nope, no one got it. And oh. and even even the host was like, "Yeah, this is the most this is the most pedantic question we have ever asked." <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, it's going to be burned into my mind forever. I, I, I'm hooked already. Now you yeah. said it was dropouts. Is this another streaming service? Uh, it is a it is like a, its own streaming service, like uh, Brilliant or um, Shutter. Okay. It's like with like the little the little streamers. Um, and it, it's, it's not too expensive, but like, I, I feel like I've been getting my money's worth. Okay. Well, how's much uh, around a month? Oh, I, Kim's been handling that part. I don't remember. Um, huh. <laughs> uh, I know that, uh, but also yeah, the, the other, the other one though, I want to, want to plug real quick is cause it's also <laughs> stupid. Amazing. Uh, it's called game changers and game changers. The whole, the rule of the game is that no one knows the rules of the game. Okay. <laughs> so it's a it's a different game every time. Yeah. But no one knows the rules until like they have to figure out what the rules of the game are, then try to win. Okay. Like as uh, the game's going on? Right. Oh uh, wow, okay. Two of my favorites is the uh there's the there's the, the there's the there's the, the lie detector there's the lie detector machine. Um, I won't give away. The, I won't give away the spoilers of that one, but one that is is even if you get if you, even if you understand the the joke, it's still amazing to watch. Uh, it's called Brennan can't win. Yes. Yeah. So you're 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 familiar yeah, with this? I've I've, seen, I've run across yeah. clips of it. Yes. Uh, yeah, Brennan Lee Mulligan, who is just uh, uh, he's he's a, he's a doll on every front. The whole the whole point of the game, the only rule of the game is Brennan can't win. So. <laughs> Whatever happens, Brennan has to lose that question. So if everybody answers the same, everybody loses. If everybody says yes, but Brennan says no, the answer is yes. Okay, that's <laughs> just wow. whatever it takes to keep Brennan's score at zero throughout the whole show. It's amazing. And I would say if people want to try out, I don't know about the other show, but I'm just looking here. They do post on the YouTube, on actually a YouTube channel. They do yes. post an episode a week. Yes, they do. They, uh, I'm actually game changers. Uh, they they they're a little more, uh, a little more um, close uh, close to the chest with. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm actually uploads every week to YouTube. Yeah. Uh, is it usually a weekly show, or is it just that they give us one week? It's for... weekly. It is okay. weekly right now. So I'm actually look... okay. As far as I can, yeah, it looks like they have a lot of episodes in in uh, in queue because uh, all none of. I know that they've been recording some of the the plugs post pandemic, okay. yeah. But it seems like they've been releasing a whole bunch of episodes that were clearly recorded pre pandemic. Like everybody's still sitting on that couch together, and it's huh. like, ooh, yeah, this must have been done two years ago. And it looks like they're doing a Kickstarter right now to do an actual game, a home version of it. Oh yeah, the home the home oh, version. That's yep, cool. that's awesome. Those are good recommendations. Um, do you have any others? Oh no, that, I, I'm out. I'm not, okay. I'm done. That's All it. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna recommend a TV show that's on Netflix called Sex Education. Yeah. Um, I tried before to watch the show on HBO called Euphoria, um, which stars uh, Mary Jane from the Spider-Man films. Um, 
people probably know her from other stuff, but it just really never set with me because it's just too dark and depressing. Sex education is kind of the opposite of that. It stars um, Asia Butterfly and Gillian Anderson from The X-Files. And um, Asia's mom, uh, Gillian on the show, she's a sex therapist. So she knows, you know, she does all that stuff. And Asia grows up in this um, in this home, so he knows a lot about sex too, although he's a virgin and can't even masturbate on the show. Um, so well, at he school, can't. yeah, he, just, he's a, like, he can't, he just can't do it. It's just like, okay. it's yeah. Um, so at the school, he meets up with this um, kind of outcast uh, character named Maeve, and the two of them start a sex clinic to help uh, kids in the school that are having sexual issues. Um, uh-huh. It's funny. It's it's moving. There's some stuff that happens in that show that will bring tears to your eyes. Um, mm. But the characters are very well done. It's light. It's a super progressive show. Um, it's, I think, in its third season right now. Um, I'm middle midway through the second season. I think it just got picked up again. But if you're looking for something to watch, uh, Sex Education is tops. It's really good. And Gillian Anderson, who I don't think is even British, has a really good British accent on the show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think she actually is British, and she was oh. hiding her accent for the... No. Animals knocking. No, she was born in Chicago, so I the animal was trying to stop you. The animal's like, no, no, you're wrong, Susan. Um, actually, she was born in Chicago. <laughs> she did live in Britain for a long time, so maybe that's what I was thinking. Okay, but yeah, she is excellent on the show. She gets her own storylines. They they do give like the adults on the show their own storylines. Uh, um, it's very. It's there's not really any stereotypes on the show either, like our stereotypical teen drama stuff that happens. Um. Mm-hmm. I think it's really well done. It's a it's a winning cast. It's uh, funny. Uh, I really like it a lot. Um, and Susan, I've saved you for last. Oh boy! What recommendations do you have for us? We've had some strong ones up to now. So, so you... I'm going to go for some old stuff that maybe people don't know. Okay. And I, I have a feeling that a couple of you will know both of the things I'm going to refer. Yeah. Um, Garth Marenghi's Dark Pl- Dark Place. What is it called? Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Okay. And what is this? This was a British comedy show that only had maybe half a dozen episodes back in the day, but um, it's got Matt Berry, Richard Ayoade, um, and it's basically like about this guy that's this pretentious uh, author, director, actor, and he's talking about a show that he created that was just too far ahead of its time and it was groundbreaking. But it's the cheesiest, like, 80s, like, haunted hospital show, like, there's crazy stuff happening. Uh-huh. It's the highest level of cheese. It's fucking fantastic. Julian Barrett's in it. Alice Lowe. Like, so if you love British humor, yeah, you'll want to watch it. And everybody it's, knows Matt Berry because Matt Berry is on what we do in the shadows right now, right? Yeah. So I get to be hipster and be like, I loved Matt Berry before. <laughs> That's awesome. Which and Richard is from the IT crowd, right? Yeah. Richard yeah. was IT crowd. Mm-hmm. And he's also, a, he's directed and he's like, he's fantastic. Like if you ever want to have a good time, uh, the big fat uh, quiz show of the year and big quiz, fat quiz shows are yeah. so freaking great. And they're on YouTube and uh, Richard's on there sometimes. And he's super good on that. And Jimmy and Carr Nolfer. is such a good guy. I love Jimmy Carr. A hundred percent. And the other thing I'm going to recommend just showed up on Shudder. And I think maybe I saw it on Netflix is a movie called Housebound. It's an Australian film from 2014. And it's about this woman that gets busted. She's 
um, been in trouble in and out. So they put her on house arrest and they send her back home and she's at her house and stuff starts happening around the house. And so she thinks there's a ghost and nobody's believing her, but she can't leave the house because she's got, she's on house arrest. And it's this beautiful blend of horror and comedy and things like that. And it's amazing that I really feel has been overlooked. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to say too much more about it because it's just something that needs to be watched and enjoyed. And it's on shutter. It is on Shutter. I think it's also on Netflix. I think I saw it show up and I got real excited because I've like, this is finally going to get some recognition that it deserves. Cool. And it's called Housebound? Housebound. It's Australian. And from 2014, people have been sleeping on Australian horror. Yeah. There's a bunch of really good stuff that's coming out of Australia the past like 10 years. I think you're seeing a lot of good horror from like foreign, uh, from foreign, foreign other countries now. Cause like South Korea, Squid Game, um, uh, uh, the uh, Train to Basin movies, um, hashtag Alive. They, it's amazing what like foreign countries are doing right now in horror. Oh, absolutely! The Spanish had a bunch of really beautiful horror movies for a few years there. I have a big collection of Asian horror from um, Thailand, Japan, Korea, all over the place that I started collecting probably in the early 2000s, like mm. buying them off eBay. Yeah. Because that was the only place you could see them because yep. streaming service didn't exist. So like I heard about The Eye and I didn't want to watch that Jessica Alba version. <laughs> I wanted the original. <laughs> yeah. So I like, I bought the, that. I have like all the original Juan movies and mm-hmm. things. Yes. It's just really neat to see what the origin stories were and how they were changed for American audiences. And sometimes it's not bad, but a lot of times you lose some of the soul of the movies in the translation. Yeah. Americans have no kids. They have no idea how easy they have it. Cause I remember in 2000, we were, we had heard about this rumors of this movie called battle Royal. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we spent, we dropped some money on finding uh, like a place overseas that would send us a copy of it. Um, and now today it's probably like no problem at all to find battle Royal. Which yeah. I'm shocked that movie doesn't have a bigger audience here in the States. Like, you'll hear it get brought up anytime anybody talks about Hunger Games. They're like, ah, it's just, you know. Yeah. But it's it's really funny because a lot of these movies, it used to be if you were a movie fan, like, you had to work to find some of these movies. And you'd luck out and end up at a friend's house and they had something on VHS that you've been looking for forever. Yeah. And then you had to spend the rest of the night being like, can we just watch that instead? I know we had plans for something else, but... Yeah, um, yeah, it was impossible because you had to find it and also find it like dubbed or subbed. Yeah, yeah. But I have a whole collection, so if anybody ever is interested, <laughs> I, I've got a bunch of weird stuff that I've saved. That's awesome. That is awesome. Very well, cool. And I hope next next episode, Boston will hopefully be recommending Chucky because I'm 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 curious to hear his opinion on the TV series when it when it when it starts. Have you watched it yet, Boston? I have not watched it yet. No. Okay. I think they're one episode in, and it's getting good reviews. And this is by the by the guy who created Chucky, right? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's still Don Mancini. Nice. So yeah, so I'm not watching until I hear Boston's opinion on it. So I just looked it up, and I have to correct myself. It's not Australian. It's New Zealand. So. Okay, it's okay. They sound the same. Well, Edit that part out, Boston. If it's if it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be canceled. Um, but yeah, this has been a really good episode. Thank you all for coming oh, on. Sure. And I'm going to turn it over to Boston, who's really is better than me at closing down things. Well, once again, thank you all for coming and joining us, Scope. Uh, 
we hope to uh, see some ghosts and some pole dancing in the future. Uh, yep. We intend to do that. But, uh, and also, mainly, thank you, Internet, for coming out and joining us for this wonderful episode tonight. Um, we hope you have a wonderful time, and we will see you all in the next episode. Good night, everybody. Lord. Don't try to resist this paradigm shift. The music revolution cannot be dismissed. 1898, Iggy Pop CD. What if I can get it for my sister for free? It's all about marketing, Clive Davis C. If fans buy the shirt, then they get the MP3. Music was a product, now it is a service. Major record labels, why are you trying to hurt us? Fix up in my face like, don't steal a song, Lars. Well, Sony sells the burners that are burning CDRs. The Warner, EMI, hear me clearly. Universal Music, I take your circuitry. They see little kids downloading hit songs. They think that makes sense, well, they know that it's wrong. Hey, Mr. Record Man, the joke's on you. Running your label. 